This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. Uh, simply put, because it is the Chelsea Fancast, and it is Friday night, and there's a match tomorrow. So it's all quite simple. This is a show that even people uh, who failed their 11-plus in the Amazon rainforest would be able to understand. It is that simple. I am, of course, Tamford Chidge, and I'm joined, as ever, by the um, the effusive Jonathan Kidd. Oh, Chidge, thank you. An adjective. I like that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nice uh, to see good. you. And you too. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Had fun the other night. Enjoyed that show. Yeah, very good fun. Very good fun. Other than my terrible pop clangor when I got, um, uh, um, um, what's, his, what's his face? Bill Withers confused with uh, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. And I should have been ashamed. I was ashamed of myself. Quite, I was. Quite right. Quite right. I, oh, I, said, I, I said, no, no, it's Marvin Gaye. Terrell. And it wasn't. And it was because it, it takes two, baby. I was confused. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah, thank you. That, by the way, that was our guest. Shall I introduce him? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> he's zipped up now. He's it. So he, he yeah. needn't be on the show if you don't want. We could have. We were having a lovely chat earlier on about walking football, of which he is a doyen. He is. Uh, he's very keen on that, and uh, I admire him because uh, I think if I do that, I'd get and cramp up within seconds. Um, but uh, it is, of course, um, it is, of course, the Grusa himself, Grusa Jack. Uh, it is, of course, the um, the ex podding shedder, and as as um, as was revealed so much in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, the last email that we got uh, on in off the post, which was you said Chidge was a twenty minute twenty minute um, um, I mean just celebration of all that. Uh, um, what's his face? I can't remember his name. I've just talked. About yeah, for, yeah, Donalds, Donalds, yeah. brilliant, brilliant, Beckett, and 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 so many different different. Um, influences on this email and football, of course, but um, uh, it is, of course, uh, the the excellent Tony Glover who uh, who is constantly sending pictures of 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 beer. far off limes and beer, usually. And with, yeah, with with I was going to say with with plates of of 
of local sustenance and uh, and liquid, which seems to go with it. And, uh, <laughs> and he always says, yeah, I'm back on Friday for the game or something like that. So it's always sort of fitted in rather beautifully. The odd game you miss, which I've said, don't blame me in the slightest because they are completely shit. So it's um, I think you're making the right choices, Tony. As I say, the absolutely excellent Tony Clover. Lovely to have you on the show, Tony. And good evening to you, JK. It's lovely to be here. It really is. It's a sheer joy because um, I've missed out on a couple of it. The last game I was at was the... Um, Man City game, which of course was an absolute humding, a thriller. Stunner. Everything, everything that was great about you know our team was on display. Um, and then of course we had the damp squibs of um, uh, Man United and um, uh, Everton. But of course then we had the glory of the Brighton game. I gave my ticket. I didn't give my ticket away. I sold it to my, my next door neighbour, Attilio. Um, I think he was going to take his youngest son. Uh, to that one, and uh, he must have had an absolutely fantastic game with Brighton. And I've just been joined by Bertie. Now they're all up here, all of my animals. There so, you you're go. surrounded by animals, don't you? Like Doctor Doolittle, mate. I, I yes, I don't know quite what to make of this. It's it's bizarre. They 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 normally don't go near me in the evening because Helen's normally the favourite. But uh, there you go. Anyway, it's great to be here. It's great to have you here, mate. We've missed you, man. Uh, will I be seeing you tomorrow for a Sherba? Uh, yeah, you should do. You should do. I'm actually driving because I've, I, look, in this busy few days, I've got the football tomorrow, and then I've got I am the quiz master at the Clanfield Bowls mm. Club, grand, grand Christmas quiz tomorrow night. Okay. Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be, it's it's going to be, and hope, I'm hoping on Sunday I'll be allowed to hibernate for a couple of days. Mm, yeah. You Have know? you got some really difficult questions, Tony, to ask? No, them? actually, what we've done is rather brilliantly, um, and we're very proud of it. Me and the the guy that we uh, run it with, we've we've managed to do every question. So there's, I can't remember. There's four rounds in each half, two music rounds, and they are all Christmas related, mm. all oh. of them. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, which means next year, of course, we will be absolutely uh, doing something different. But uh, this year, we want to make it Christmassy. We want to make we won't get people. We always have a music round at the end, which is ninety nine percent guaranteed to get people's feet tapping and them singing along because they've had a few by then. Well, Makes I wish it. I wish you luck with that, and I look forward to seeing you in the pub tomorrow. Now, uh, as yes. ever, you lovely people, don't forget you can listen to this show uh, live live every Monday and Friday. At approximately, because we're not the best timekeepers, we, we freely admit this, but approximately 7.30pm. And you can do that by going to this wonderful little thing called Mixler. Uh, and you'll find us at chelsea-fancast.mixler.com. And if you do that, you can join in the chat by posting live on the chat page, as so many of you do. Lovely to see so many of you in there, as always, the regulars. Uh, wonderful Chelsea fancast mob that they are. Uh, and you could, obviously, this is a podcast, so we do release it as a podcast, and uh, you will find that by subscribing to Acast, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. Obviously, you have to. It's it's obligatory. It's not mandatory. It's obligatory that you leave us a five-star review, or the lads will be sent round with the baseball bats. Uh, and, of course, we're uh, we're on all the socials, at Chelsea Fancast. Now, talking to Mixler, um, and the chat room particularly, actually, um, it's a wonderful little community that we've built up over the years when we do the show live. But uh, there is a live. thank you, well done, live. very good. He's on it tonight, Tone. Fuck it, hell. Um, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway, we also have this thing called uh, it's a Patreon website thing. Any Bob Watts? I don't really understand it because I'm old. But it basically means 
we can we have all of our community in one place they bung us a few quid a month which is very lovely of them because they want to support the show uh no pressure i love everybody equally whether you do or you don't honestly um but if you do you go to patreon.com forward slash jazzy fancast uh and if you do that you can i mean this is where the link to mixler comes in really because we have a discord group uh where you can carry on chatting with each other uh, talking about Chelsea all week, 24-7. And it is pretty much 24-7 because we've got a lot of y- Yanks in there and they're all chatting away. Well, we're, I, I wake up in the morning and there's been loads of conversations going on and it's wonderful. So there you go. You can join in with all of that. I will send you the link when you join up. And uh, also you are entitled, if you so wish, to a mini Kerry Dixon banner. So a replica of the one that hangs in the Matthew Harding end. Uh, we've got little kind of, I don't know, couple of foot long ones of those. And uh, I will send uh, one to you in the bye, post. Bye-bye, Eloise. And uh, right. Night-night. Christmas. Happy Christmas to you, my Happy love. Happy Christmas to you. How well lovely. Done. She's lovely, isn't she? Uh, there we go. Sorry to interrupt. Just like her father. Anyway. Uh, talking of Very her father, good. it's time for JK's review of The Presser. Well, 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 well. Intriguingly... Intriguing. I'm just trying to set this up here so I can. Uh, I wanted to photograph myself doing the press. It looks as if I've cocked up in some way. But um, don't, uh, don't mind us, just, JK. We're, we're fine. Yeah, just pause for two seconds if you could. Thanks we'll put, very we'll much. We'll put it all on, on pause for a, for a minute or two. <laughs> if we could, everybody, just for a second. I thought I'd be clever, you know, and, and stick a kind of see how I was doing, you know, record it. But I got fucked up somewhere. So. Uh, uh, oh, God. Just remember, JK, uh, life, life is not a rehearsal. Yes, indeed. Indeed, you can't have rehearsals. Um, but yes, yes, it's all very good. We're all very... Yeah, this, yes, hooray. Um, all right. It we're, was back very every, we're back, everybody. Well we're done. Back, everybody. Sorry for that little pause, but, uh, you know, it all happened. First of all, my daughter came in and wished everybody a Merry Christmas. She wishes everybody I listening know. a Merry, Merry Christmas. She's as well. lovely. She really is absolutely delightful. It's a sweet little thing. Absolutely lovely. She met Santa today mm. and um, and she said, I, I don't think it's the real Santa. She said, I think they have stand-ins. She said, I think they're sort of agents, she said, for Santa. I said, yeah. that's quite clever. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's probably, she said, probably true. Yeah, yeah. She says there's a real Santa, but uh, but um, he's, he's uh, he sends other people out to represent him because he's very busy. I, thought, yeah, I like I that. Like very that. Good. Anyway, um, so the, the press conference. Um, uh, Poch was decidedly um, upbeat, considering that um, uh, he had three players out, including the goalkeeper. He said it was a great opportunity for um, for Petrovic to, to stand in. Um, uh, Sanchez will be out for a few weeks, which is a shame because he's the number one. So anybody who's been saying they'll be buying a goalkeeper at Christmas, I think is uh, it's unlikely to be taking place because Sanchez is the number one. Anyway, Petrovic has been preparing for this. He said it's the moment for him to step up, need to trust him. Well, yeah, we'll agree with that. But also have to remember there's no one else. Um, Reese. um uh, he said he preferred not to talk too much about Reese, which um, sort of makes sense to me. Um, was excited? He, he was excited to become to have come back so far, but he's now down. He said, uh, and it was step by step. We were trying to build him up. Twenty five minutes, thirty nine minutes, forty five, seventy five. As we were saying, we were saying he didn't look like the uh, the Reese of old, and he was being tentative. And he's admitted it for the first time. He did, I suppose you don't want to admit that your your full back is. Is, is not really not really up to it. So we're giving him 25 minutes because it, it would then make the, the opposition wing us slightly think, well, I can roll him over. But he then admitted that they were, they were been easing him in. And uh, and it's um, 
it, it's uh, it's unbelievably frustrating. And uh, so somebody asked him, should we worry about all the players? Um, um, should all the players, sorry, were the players, were the players worried about it? And he said it was difficult to be calm given the situation as he was, you know, a marvellous fullback. But we are here to support him. Uh, he needs to be back as soon as possible within the group and prevent it, which I didn't really understand what he meant. But anyway, but well, good pre news. Prevent it happening again, maybe? Well, yeah. yeah, maybe it was that. Yeah, perhaps it was that. Yeah. But uh, at the moment, I don't think they have a clue as to what on earth is happening with him. Somebody said he was going to a consultant, somebody on Twitter. But you think, for God's sake, I think he's seen about 49 consultants. Is what you do when you're, you know, an elite athlete. It's not suddenly an afterthought after you've torn your hamstring 10 times. I know, let's go and see a consultant. No, that's been happening since the beginning. Um, uh, but there's good news. And Kunku, we've been involved tomorrow. <laughs> well, he said he'll be in the match day squad. Indeed. Well, that's being involved, isn't it? Oh, Tony's gone for a poo. He's gone for a poo, Tony. He's off. Can you tell by the way he was walking? Yeah, I felt he staggered off. I thought it was. I thought it was poo. Yes. Yeah. It, looked, it looked like it. Clenched buttocks. He, he put something on the shit. Sorry, on the chat. Sorry. <laughs> back, back in a minute, Lou Bray. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I knew it was. It's, it's an age uh, thing. Well, yeah, it's understandable. Understandable. Um, anyway, um, uh, yes, he said he'd be with involved. What that could mean, he doesn't come on at all. Might it not be? Well, it, it, I think it means then, he'll yeah. be on the bench. Yeah, I think it means he'll be on the bench. Yeah. Um, but he says, please, no. There's huge pressure on him, but it's big motivation for an important player to be in the squad for the first time. Yeah. To make his Premier League debut. So this is a very big moment for Nkunku, and he was very pleased. So therefore, if he's pleased. He's been doing all right in training. You can be sure, because if he's that positive about it... Um, oh, it was only a week. It was he's only a week, room. right. We, we, we answered that. We were debating whether it was a number one or a number two, uh, Tony, and we, you've answered our question for us. It was definitely a number one, and it definitely is an age thing. Yeah, that's said. what I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We were talking about how Nkunku's playing. Nkunku's on the bench tomorrow, so he's being involved. And um, he was very, very happy. Um uh, he's happy very happy very happy, happy. he said oh, i broke down here already happening in france and why not that was clearly not what he said at all anyway happy to see football having an open mind all about oh that was it this is right this is about female referees there were diversity in refs because apparently there's going to be a black ref which i don't really know why this is a big thing because um we've had uh, uriah, uriah rennie yes because he's the first black He's the first black referee since Uriah. Since Uriah Rennie. But he was, uh, Rennie yeah. was very good. Very was Rennie good. Uh, was Rennie good. He was very good. Um, so, yeah, but the other thing is that the, uh, it's, there's going to be a woman doing it. And um, and he, I have to say, he was absolutely spot on. He was brilliant, the, actually, um, on it, wasn't he? Wasn't he? His absolutely. facial expression was like, why, why yeah. is that even a question? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Uh, he, he was absolutely spot on with it. Rebecca Welch, her name is. Yeah. Yeah, he said, happy to see football having an open mind, all about quality. All about quality. Exactly yeah. the correct exactly. thing is. It's about somebody performing to the correct standard. It has yes. nothing to do with uh, with uh, sex in the slightest. No. I don't it's the same that. when you get on an aeroplane and there's a, a female captain or first officer. Yeah. yeah, And you'll always get the wisecracker going on, going, oh, fucking hell, a woman driver. And you oh, think, oh, oh. Like they, didn't have to they didn't have to pass all the same exams and tests and everything that any other pilot has to. It's yeah. idiotic. And, yeah, and as for sex with the referee, JK, normally you only get a red or a yellow card, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is the rough <laughs> halfway? Do you, get a, do you get an orange? 
I think we 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 shall stop this conversation before it goes the, the way of before it goes the way of the pair. Very good, very good. Anyway, um, uh, he said, um, "How does the squad?" He was asked a question: "How is the squad affected by injuries?" He said, "It was like building a house." Oh, oh, it happens in football. Always problems in some way. Yeah. Reese is a key player and captain. We need to keep believing. So this is suddenly when he became Potter. He became vintage Potter in this bit. We need to keep believing and working. Um, we're not in the position we like, but um, we we need to fight and keep pushing, which I thought was a bit, you know. Penny okay. Morden? Yeah. He needs um, to fight. Every game is a different world, he said, and always difficult. And Sheffield United, they were good. They were good. Low block. And he actually said, always difficult. We find it always difficult to play against teams with a low block. No so, shit. No shit. <laughs> well, it's it's good to hear the manager saying that, though, isn't it? Because I don't think Tuchel ever said it, and I don't think Potter ever said it. So at least, uh, uh, and Frank never said it. So at least, you know, um, we need to find different solutions. Once again, no shit, Sherlock. Um, we are so motivated to find ways to win. He was really smiley about this. And he was asked about what it was like managing. It's amazing to manage Chelsea, he said. It's so exciting. We knew it would be difficult. Now, this is where this is where he he was absolutely positive. And um, I don't know whether he'd been fed this or whether he decided he needed to say this at the press conference. But this was like the um, this is like when, you know, you've got a horde of 100 Red Indians attacking you and your name is Custer and you are giving a pep talk to the troops around you and it's either going to go one way or the other and there's a cliff behind you and the chances are you may fall off the cliff or be be uh, be ravaged but um, the very slim anything will happen going forward but he said amazing to manage Chelsea so exciting we knew it would be difficult but we have unexpected circumstances that's obviously the injuries because Cucurella's out as well but it's a challenge it's a very good thing for us even though I'm upset as we want to be in a better position we will fight massive challenge only a matter of time before we succeed you have to keep believing even when we're not getting the results I am not crazy we will succeed we never plan to have these injuries it's the challenge I was supposed to have but injuries make it difficult <laughs> um, he, was, he was then asked about the was he was he impersonating the the dog on the Churchill lads? <laughs> yes, he was actually. Yeah, oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. He did it very well. He did it very well indeed. Yeah. Then he said he was asked about the Christmas get together. Did it take place after the Everton game? Oh. And he and he admitted he had arranged it, and it was very good for bonding. Why the said. fuck yes, shouldn't like, they, Why the fuck shouldn't they have a Christmas fucking exactly. party? Exactly. Do you know it annoyed yeah, 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 yeah. shit out well, of me? Well, I think that what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to be in sackcloth and ashes, ashes having, having having lost to Everton and uh, and be flailing yourself with whips yeah. because you lost. Can, can, can I just not, say not have a dinner in the slightest? You know, there's a recent uh, uh, departee from the industry of work, right? When we were in team building exercises, they do all these corporate stupid bloody games and shit like that during the day. And do you know when people bonded the most? When they were getting pissed in the evening together. That's when. Uh, after that's, it. Yes. yes that's that's when the real bond. Well, they could then complain about it, couldn't they? They could say what a pile of shit it was. So that was. Uh, so I suppose yeah. it, did, it did serve some purpose, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. Oh. I mean, it's just, it just gets my goat up that people go, you, you lost a game. What are they supposed to do? Go and lock themselves in a church in front of a tabernacle for the week? <laughs> yeah, it, it always really pisses me off that as well. 
because the, I think what I hate the, what, what I hate about it. Sorry, JK. Oh, sorry, what, sorry. what I hate yeah. about it is the hypocrisy, because everybody who moans about you know them doing that after a win, what's the first thing they probably do after after we get you know dry humped four 0 or something? Go down the pub and drown their sorrows with their mates. Exactly. Sorry, JK. Yeah. Didn't mean to talk over. No, no, no. no it's a bit of me. So that was the first bonding. And apparently today. They had staff and families and academy. That was yesterday, sorry. Uh, staff and families and academy and the players all having uh, um, uh, a party, having lunch. I like lunch that. To- yeah. Bring, everybody. Bringing so them all together. None all of this, together. you're all in the together. academy, you're not allowed to cross the Absolutely. road. Yeah. And he said it was just part of the process. So he was very up. And he said it helps the, the group to, to perform better. Yeah. Um, he said in weeks, uh, in the week, the days were rough, but the response of the team was great in, uh, in, um, uh, in training. So he said it's anything to provide the players the tools to get on is necessary. He was asked then about Matson specifically. He said, always involved, calm and relaxed with everybody. He's in our squad and you can use him in different positions. That's mm. why I like him. It's a big step, but also it's a big step to play for Chelsea. He was really playing up the, the elite quality of the club, which uh, I felt was an interesting thing to be doing in a press conference. So he was very happy, very positive said that they'll do their best despite you know having a big injury list and um was very up for Nkunku. So uh hey, let's just see what happens, whether he actually comes on a place or whether I presume it'll be down to the state of the game if we're winning easily. Or um um Jackson, who undoubtedly will be putting in an appearance, is um is um once again completely shit. Mm. We will see. Do you know what? I mean I think I think out of out of the you know the have you done, is that the presser review? I think that's it. Actually. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the the the. I mean, I actually I watched it via Sky. I so I don't. I wasn't. I didn't know if I'd seen the whole thing or not. But um, I mean, it, it, I think the key point, Tony, that came out for me were were the injuries. Him talking about James and Sanchez, Cucurella yeah. as well, and obviously yeah. Nkunku. But I don't know. Somebody very thankfully uh, copied it off the Chelsea uh, Chelsea website. They have this this habit of uh, posting the injuries. I mean, it's like yeah. it's the minute it's like yeah, the Ministry of saying absolutely fucking nothing, yeah. Because uh, everything is undergoing rehab, undergoing rehab. Under- yeah. Nobody, there's no real information there. But no. that that's not what's important. What is important is that right now, at the moment, on the in, in injury table, if you like, are Sanchez, Cucurella, James, Chaloba, Chilwell, Chukwemeka, Fafana, Ugachukwu, Madueki, Lavia. Oh uh, no, Lavia has returned to partial team training. Partial team squad. But yeah. so that's oh. nine. Nine yeah. injured, some of them pretty long term. Yeah. And I mean I know I mean actually, I mean whether whether we should take credit or, or, or what is is possibly irrelevant. But I do think it's interesting in this uh kind of up and down form, inconsistent form, yada yada yada. Not even we have mentioned, well, you know what? We've had a lot of bloody injuries to put up with key players potentially as well. Or yeah. even if it's just destabilizing the defence, like it possibly might this weekend. And and I'm amazed that nobody's talking about it really, because that's a lot of injuries, mate. It is. He's not had a he's not had his full squad to pick from. Um I mean the, the last game Chuckwemeka played where he looked good was I can't remember who that was now, is it? Uh, West Ham, he got injured at West Ham. Damn. Of course, um, and he looked fantastic. He looked like he'd, he'd he'd finally sort of found his feet, and then he gets injured. And then you've got um, Chilwell, who you know has been a bit like James in the stop-start um, area. Fafana, who was 
I thought one of our better players last year when he did play, um, looked really sharp, really fast, looked like he had a, a lot of good um, ball sense about him or whatever. <laughs> and of course, he's, he's probably, from what I gather, out for the season, I think. Um, uh, but it's not just us, is it? And uh, we were talking about this at football today, uh, about the number of injuries that they're seeing, not just across the Premier League, but you know, in in other leagues as well, with teams being decimated. And I'm now wondering whether or not it's to do with this extra 20 minutes per game that they're playing, you know, 10 minutes at the end of one half and 10 at the end of the other or whatever, uh, and how that's impacting it. And I'm only saying that because obviously a lot of the guys I play with are Pompey fans. Pompey are doing really, really mm. well at the moment. Oh, but they, they have been knocked by injuries. They've got six or seven on their injury list, I think. You've got Newcastle, uh, Brighton, all of these teams have been... And it just seems to me it's not... We may be the worst of that, but it, there does seem to be a lot of teams with more injuries this season. And it, that's what makes me think it isn't anything to do with our medical staff. It's nothing to do with anything, th anything like that. There seems to be something else going on. And I'm wondering whether it is this new timekeeping or just the pressure of all the games that came up to the World Cup and the squeeze we had towards the end of the season, you know, um, with, with so many games in, in, in a short period of time. Yeah, interesting. Is it not, do you think, to do with the demands of the athleticism of the game? Yes, seems that's to become well. quicker and quicker and more yes. and more um, keen and more and more athletic, more and more um, stressful on the body. I mean, I, it was interesting reading the article in Athletic about all the, the possible injuries you could have with a hamstring, yeah. um, dependent on bizarre things about, like, if you're playing in a different position, you suddenly backtrack more and your backtracking puts a different stress on the on the muscles of your thighs and hamstring with and, and it can be worked out that the it was the backtracking that causes the awareness in the the thigh or the uh, ultimately if it you know the different stages they've got if it's a three two or a one i think a one could be nursed but it's the everything else then gets a little bit worrying and so i don't think the answer is as we were suggesting, let him go, let James go away and have an operation. No, I, uh, uh, That's I, the I think it's they've got to rehab him in some way yeah. to realise what, what the environment is for him constantly getting these injuries. You I, know? I also think the pitches have got a part to play this because they're so good now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there's barely any mud on these pitches these days. So the players, you know, they're going to be more susceptible to... Uh, you know, stud tangles with with the grass, and whereas before, the shitty old pitches would give way in the rain. Yeah, you know, the, these ones aren't, they're not quite as it you know a... um, forgiving, if you like. So there's more ankle injuries, more more knee, the sort of stuff that you know momentum causes because one part of your body's stuck in one place while the other part's trying to move forward. Um, and I think that's that's it's interesting because you'd think somebody. Uh, not in the clubs, but somebody at Premier League level or something, or in the FA generally across the whole whole lot would be looking at this and saying, well, this does seem to be on the increase. And, and what part does the pitch play? What, like you said, the athleticism, the demands. We all know the demands are getting beyond silly in terms of number of games played in a certain amount of time or whatever. But it, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to say, I, I, I've never been one to say it's an excuse. It, there's a reason you know, when you haven't got your best players, uh, you're going to get inconsistent form or whatever. You've not been able to pick the same 11, two weeks on the trot or whatever. But um, I, I think it, we're not the only ones. I think we are the worst. We're probably suffering more than some of the others. But other teams have, have got very, very similar issues. 
Tony, I'm not convinced it's with the time being added on because the number of occasions when, in fact, nothing is happening, and that is why the referee has added the time on. You know, it's like the, the referee will add on. Pickford is a great example of the, you know, the minute it will take him to kick the ball out. Now, nothing's happening in that minute. Yeah. It's not as if they're playing an extra minute. They're all waiting for Pickford to, to actually kick it. And similarly, with people taking throws slowly, and also they add on for the substitutions and they add on for the substitutions, they add on for the celebrations. You know, I mean, the, the Brighton goal last night, the celebration must have been about five minutes. Bloody Jao um, Pedro dived into the crowd and was then hugged by about 20 different people. People were all rushing down to hug him. So he found it very difficult to get back on again. So the referee added all of that on. And nothing was happening on the pitch. It wasn't as if they were tiring themselves out jogging or anything. You know, they weren't, it was just they're all hanging about. That's why they add yeah. all this time on. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just ball in play is the thing. It's not actually the... The the um the body being pushed in any way in that in that that kind of time. Incidentally, that it intrigues me that that Jao Pedro was instantly off to Brighton and was clearly one of the better players in the championship, and yet we failed to actually spot that, considering we're supposed to have these great gurus because he's a proper. We, we had to wait until he went to Brighton, I think. Exactly, that was that the thing, and then we <laughs> an enormous elevated price. Yes, of I course, I believe so. Um. Yeah, interesting stuff, actually. I, 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 you make some really good points there. I, I have no idea what the answer is. I mean, I just think it's really frustrating and quite worrying. I mean, you know, we we were on on Monday saying, you know, I fear for James's career at this rate. Oh. You know, I, it's worrying, isn't it? Now, I, mean, I suppose the other, other side of that coin is, um, you know, we are now on December the 15th, so we are a mere... 16 17 days away from the bane of our lives which is the transfer window where so in other words we're about to enter into a frenzy of fucking psychosis with journalists <laughs> yeah. trying to get Already. money clickbait for who we're supposed to be signing all the rest of it alleged um, itks yeah i know when we, you can see we're so looking forward to it. of course you know the reality is is that we 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 i mean you know we were championing on monday or certainly i was the fact that we still need a bloody centre-forward that can score goals because we don't have one. And actually, we need to change the balance of the side to an extent where we have some experienced players because that's what we're missing. So we do, I think, need to go into the market. But, you know, already from some of the nonsense I've been reading, um, there are a few doubts and question marks being put. I mean, actually, they're, they're more talking about who's going out, not who's coming in. Uh, and they mentioned in dispatches, JK, Chaloba, Matson, Gallagher, Madueki. Now, Chaloba, I can understand because he's not getting a look in, and they tried to get him out in the summer. Matson nearly went in the summer and hardly. I mean, he's, I mean, I know what what Poch said about him, but you know, he's not really made much of an impact. Uh, he's Madu not been good. Let's be frank. I, I don't think he's impressed me much. No, he said on Monday. Madueki, of course, is the other question mark, and uh, again, he's not really impressed me much. And then we've got we've got a wealth of of winging talent in that in in those areas. And of course, the whole Gallagher shit won't go away because they can spend you know they can get loads of money for him, and it's and it's straight you know straight into the coffers, isn't it? So, I I, I will be astonished if they get rid of Gallagher, and I think if they do, by the way. If they do, it'll tell you where we are as a club in terms of who has the power. And it'll tell us that Poch does not. Yeah. That would be bad got, news. The problem that I've got with these suggestions, which were already made, there were seven players leaving, weren't they? By supposedly, as you say, um, uh, ITKs, Tony, who are in fact cut and paste merchants from yes. ages ago. Yes. And some of them are self-styled journalists now. And you can see yeah. they in fact 
uh, utter bottom feeders and they just feed off any others or they invent a story ludicrous story the fact that all these seven players are going which is apparently the truth what really pisses me off who, is who, the who, way. Are the other, who are the other three then um uh god i can't remember i i, I remember adding them up when there were seven um Talibu, galaka uh, Madweke, um matson um uh, 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 I think Jackson. I think Jackson was another one. I think. I mean. I mean. Just it, it's, it's bollocks. It was utter bollocks. That's five. My, my, That's five. So we call it the that. Jackson Five. You're putting me on the uh, on the on the spot here. Um, uh, I can't remember, but there were seven. Um, who else is there who's not been has not played terribly well in in some people's opinion? Well, Sanchez. Sanchez was another one. Yeah. yeah. was mentioned as well. Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah, and Cucurella. There you go. That's your seven. And Cucurella. That's right. Sanchez Cucurella. Now, now, my, my, regardless, I think it's, once again, it, it's just fake, unsubstantiated nonsense. It's nonsense because why would the club leak that they were going to sell these players? And they might, one, I suppose, might go. Who knows? But, to, for somebody to say there are seven players going, my objection is, why the fuck do hundreds and thousands of people believe it? Yeah. Because what's happened since now is that some respected people that you and I look at on, on Twitter and go, they're quite bright, have said, the club are getting rid of Gallagher. My support of the club has now gone back. I'm not going for the rest of the season. I hate the club. And you go, but this is, you have responded exactly in the way that was required of you for yeah. something that has just made up. And this yeah. is somebody who has normally actually makes decent deductions. Who And we follow, we think, you're good, I like you. And they've decided that the club have made this decision and the club have reached rock bottom and I hate the owners and I want nothing to do with them. And, blah, 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 blah. and you think, how have you been so gullible as just to accept this? I don't get it. It's a lack of critical thinking, JK. It's absolutely well, it's what's wrong with the modern world. Is that what, but yeah, but it's it's and, and also the person who puts it up must be giggling all the way to the, the 20p they make from, make from every 10,000 subscribers uh, on TikTok yeah. because you know that's what you get for every 10,000 20p, yeah. Um, and then you have to pay tax on that, um, and VAT. Um, so all in all, um, it's just ridiculous. Well, as an option, yes, Gallic, I mean, what you could say is, I mean, I was looking at, um, I looked at the um, the the highlights of all the Champions League games this week, the two two lots of them, and every team who plays in the Champions League is about a hundred percent better than us. All of the ones even didn't make it, didn't make it out of the group stages. They have more commitment. They have better forwards. They have better defenders. They have better a better goalkeeper. This is all of them, and we are attempting to aspire to that. And at the moment, I would aspire to. Um, you know, Europa League, but even, you know, Brighton played out their skins against Marseille. Marseille are better than us. And this is the problem now is we make so many allowances for these players all the time. And all right, yes, this is a journey and we're on this process. But if you look at the stats, Casado, for example, is about 75% lower on his stats than he was at Brighton. He is achieving absolutely nothing. Now, Poch must be aware that they, well, he's been, he's fed, obviously, what they're capable of, and they're not doing that. However, if it, if it happens that the club say, actually, we've got a better midfielder who has done something in the Premier League, but it means we're going to have to sell a couple of players, I wouldn't have a problem with it because I'm not seeing anybody in this team playing anywhere near 
the level they're supposed to. I mean, for fuck's sake, they're supposed to, they're the two most expensive sodding players in Premier League history, Caicedo and Fernandez. We are seeing championship levels from them from time to time. That cannot happen. Now, I know this is a process, but if we're attempting to do what we did absolutely regularly, which is get the Champions League, we have to go so much further as a team. Now, how on earth Poch is going to manage to do that with this lot? Because I'm not feeling when we watch them week in, week out, all right, they have the odd surge and they do well against Man City and they do well against when against Spurs and they do well against Brighton. But we're making so many allowances for them. And, and I, 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 we're going to have to for the rest of the season because they are not going to reach the height. He today, as I said in the in the press conference, uh, was absolutely not me in the press conference, him in the press conference. I said about the press conference. He was saying that, you know, he had it would happen. And he has obviously got great confidence in this. But they have got an enormous way to go. I mean, for goodness sake. It's uh, consistency, JK. Yeah, it is. No, but, you know, but it, you know but it, as well as I do that if they played in the way they played against Brighton and against City and against Liverpool and against Arsenal, if they put that together every week, we'd be in a lot, lot better position. It's these these kind of abject failures you get. Yeah, I mean, look, I looked at the stats. I think I put it in our WhatsApp group for the Everton game. We, mm. we had every single stat, but of course, not the most important yeah, one, which yeah, was, yeah. you know, number of goals. In, uh, no, we were, we were, we were absolutely all over them, Tony. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, and, and I don't know where you get that from. You know, we, we were blessed with with the with Jose Mark one and uh, and some of the squads that followed that. But uh, this lot is is still. I mean, you know, I keep saying well, it's a work. To quote program. some stupid arsehole that we all know, uh, not personally, I hasten to add, um, what we were buying in those days were oven ready players. Oh Christ! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And even if we hadn't heard of some of them, you know, I mean. There's not many people are going to sit there and go, oh, we knew Carvalho was going to be a superb player. And we knew be, those were players that Jose brought in under the radar. That he knew. He and everything. He knew. He knew. He knew, of course. Um, but I just, I, and I, I'm, I'm being, you know, again, I'm still remarkably optimistic about this stuff. Because I think this, this whole thing is, we're talking about lack of experience. But of course, every single one of those defeats, um, unnecessary defeats, um, is adding to that experience. Now, I'm, I'm, I am saying this from a point of view of personally having played two games of football today where we played Winchester, we drew nil-nil uh, in a really hard-fought game that we should have won, but they had a very good goalkeeper in, um, but we had the better chances. And then the second one, where we were doing up well up until the last you know, 11, 12 minutes, and then we lost 4-0. Tiredness got in the way and everything like that. None of us walked away from that saying, well, let's not have a Christmas drink next week. None of us walked away. <laughs> well, you bloody well should have done. Yeah, yeah, right. But and none of us had the hair shirt and uh, you know the, the sandals on. But what we did do was we said, "Christ, we didn't have to learn from that." Again today, we've taken all of the positives, uh, but much better we were defending. And I think that's going to happen at this level, at their level, of course. You know the pressure's on constantly, and you will get this bullshit in on social media and bullshit in the press where the Daily Mail is a great example where they can make five tweets a fucking headline story, yeah, when it actually isn't. You know, such so many people, viewers rebelled against this programme. Here's five tweets. Then that makes the news. And it, we get the same thing with social media now. We get these people going, Chelsea fans in uproar about Pochettino's tactics. Uh, not my timeline. I see a few people being pretty good constructive criticisms about 
what it is and, and, and what we should have done and some players who've been very good and then fall away the next week. I think, honestly, every single game they play, they're going to gain experience. We are short of a striker. I would put that as the number one position. Yeah, we need. Agree. Yes. Agree. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I think in midfield, yeah. Casido and uh, Fernandes against Manchester City were immense. Immense. Yeah. yeah? And so that that kind of consistency is what we've got to search for. But I can't do with any more of this fucking... Michael Jackson fannying around in front of the goal as he moonwalks instead of fucking shooting no. at the goalkeeper. Quite right. You know? Quite we were saying right. we wanted to call him Janet, but we felt that would be misogynistic, yeah. so we can't. It, no, it, no, it'd be unfair to Janet Jackson, to it be It would fair. be unfair <laughs> to Janet Jackson. <laughs> and we would never, never, ever do that. Right, uh, we're going to go for a quick break, and then it'll be time for this week's Opposition View. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, and I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, and I'm joined by the uh, wonderful Jonathan Kidd. Rustic. No, that's the wrong no, okay. Ru- You're welcome to the rustic Jonathan Kidd. No, John, you haven't got enough of that. No, you ain't got that Hampshire burr. He's a city boy. He's a city boy. Absolutely. How are Thank you, Petal? Be lovely to be on the show. Thank you. Nice show. Love to, love to be on, on with Tony and yourself. I enjoyed your rant a minute ago. 
<laughs> you got quite aerated. I do like a bit of that. Bit of passion. Yeah, bit of passion. Bit of passion. Well, no, I just I was watching the uh, as I said the, the the highlights. You just see the. You think, God, we just don't have this ability. But I think you're absolutely. I think it may be that it's just a couple of players. It may mm. be that it's just. You a, never know, do you? Football's a, a funny a old game, J.K. Yeah. Bigger midfielder, yeah. and it was the other person we've been associated with, Suchek. I mean, for goodness sake, yeah. why him? Yeah. But what? And all, the other big thing is I object to is why? Why would a player? The other one was um, what's his name, Paulina from uh, yeah. Paulino, from, uh, Fulham. Why would Fulham want to sell yeah, their best? Player it's nonsense. But I will tell you what isn't nonsense. It's our lovely accomplice this week, which is Mr. Tony Glover. Good evening, and I agree with J.K. Yeah, Why would too. anybody want to sell us their best players? Exactly. Um, you know, they're they're not daft. They want to build their own exactly. futures and everything yeah. like that. I think we we've just got to, you know, I, I'm, it's a glaring error. I think you know what we said about the strikers, and and, and that is a glaring error. Um, and what do you do when you've got a glaring error? You try and fix no, it. You do course, indeed. We have, we have the mythical creature potentially. Indeed. Now um, we have uh, we have something coming up uh, right now, and it is this. The Opposition View. It's a very big welcome to Ben, the Travelling Blade. Ben, it's Thank really good. It's great to see you, mate. When, when was the last time we saw you? Um, when did we get relegated? Um, must have been... Um, must have been 2021, I'm trying yeah. to think. That's when we got... That's when we went down. Uh, yeah. Well, not under Chris Wilder, but... He jumped ship and left Hecky in charge, and look at where that got us. Well, isn't it funny? And and things go full circle. We'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah. Well, it was, it was definitely twenty twenty one. Yeah, uh, I think. And then yeah. March. we were in the championship, and uh, we had two seasons in the championship: twenty one, twenty two, and then twenty two, twenty three. Last season, we came came back to the promised land. Well, there you go. Um, I mean, it's not gone gone brilliantly has it i mean have you have you been disappointed with how it's gone this season um i think when we're coming into the season um a lot of us myself included were expecting it to go to not be good um i think even at the end of last season we thought it was going to be going to be hard and then we lose njai who was by far our best player a lot of people saying best player we've ever had even some of the blades fans a bit longer in the tooth that saw the likes of Woodward and Curry back in the 70s wow. even they were starting to say yeah probably is the best player we've ever had so we lost him and um and then we lost Sander not only did we lose Sander we sold him to Burnley no less uh you know a fellow promoter team who we knew were going to be another relegation rival um so we came into it really really poorly prepared we were sort of scrambling around in late August or September for uh signings some were starting to show you know a few fruits but um, really taking quite a while and a few I'll well, change your manager change of formation as well but we're still not really seeing that much from them and none of them were ever going to be as good as NGI so we're coming into the season um, really thinking this is going to be bad um, but to be fair it was even worse than I was expecting like I think there was a, there was a couple of games that went sort of the way I expected I think for instance the the game at Tottenham I think that's sort of how I expected. I I, I want going into games against the the really talented sides with brilliant squads and coming out going, oh god, we didn't get anything, you know, sort of almost disappointed that we didn't that we didn't get at least a point. That's I think that's sort of the level I expected. But when we're getting danced around eight nil, losing five nil to Burnley, and 
even the th- the the three one at home to Bournemouth, which doesn't look that bad, could have, it could have been about six nil that game. To be fair, um, that was way far worse. I think we were coming in expecting to you know lose most weeks, being a really tough relegation battle, but to be actually fighting and trying, and we had a couple of games like that. Like I mentioned, um, you know Spurs away was one of the Man City at home was another brilliant example of sort of how I expect the season to go, you know, still missing out and not winning, but giving it a real fight and coming out almost annoyed. And then it just, um, the 8-0 happened, the injuries still kept stacking up and the players just stopped trying. The players just stopped trying. And, um, but the last two games under Wilder, uh, albeit at home, you know, obviously one the win was against a, a weakened Brentford side. But we're sort of back to that level of, yeah, we lost against Liverpool, but we were in it until the 94th. They shouldn't have got that goal. Should should have been 1-0 that game. So it's sort of back to, when I mentioned the Spurs game and the Man City game, we've, we're sort of back to that level of fighting and trying. And, oh, yeah, we, we lost against Liverpool, but we we still, has, as a fan base and the fans in the ground, had something to feed off yeah. and not just be infuriated at the fact that players are just down yeah, tools. Yeah. So totally. it was absolutely horrendous just before Hecky yeah. left. But I'm hoping... With Wilder now, it's it's getting into it. But I expect us to be in a fight, but it, it became even worse than I expected. Yeah. I mean, you're dead right, Ben. There's nothing, you know, football supporters hate more than when they think that the players aren't putting it in. You know, yeah. I mean, I remember when Chelsea were pretty shit. I am that old. Um, <laughs> and, and the players even themselves would admit they, they weren't that good. But we kind of loved them. And actually, I, I know because I go to quite a lot of dues and uh, I meet a lot of them. And, you know, they love us. We love them still, even though they were shit. But they always put in 100%. And that's the yeah. difference. That sort of reminds me of the way you were speaking. And um, sort of my honeymoon period with United was that I, it, it wasn't even that great a period. But um, like sort of the when we were under Clough, I think because I started going about a couple of years earlier. So that's when I was like cutting my teeth going to games. And then I was about... 13, 14, 15 at the time. Um, actually, no, a bit older, 14 to like 15, whatever, mid, mid-teens. mid But like the Nigel Clough side in League One, and we never really did, all we ever did, you know, I think we like, we sort of missed out once we, we finished seventh, but we looked like we are going to get relegated year after we got the playoffs and crashed out. Mm-hmm. But I think with those sides, they weren't incredible like United sides, but <clears throat> in both seasons, we had really good cup runs and, um, you know, just sort of they'd go. We'd go into games against like whether it was against Tottenham or these games. They don't even sound big teams now, but like beating QPR. But that's when QPR were Prem and we were League One, or beating you know teams that were either in the Championship or in the Prem. And it was just like incredible. It's just like I have such a strong affection for that group of players. Mm. Like my my favorite United player of all time, Jamie Murphy. You know he he never hit the heights of like you know the team players in Wilders thing. I think he would have been good under Wild. I don't know where they've played, but just strong affection for that League One side because there were a couple of times where they're a bit lazy, but there's a lot of the times where, like, especially in the cup games, where they just put their hearts and bodies on the uh, the line for United, and they were they were playing like fans, and they gave as much as if it was fans, especially in the cup games. But yeah, and it's like when when you probably had it a couple of times this season and in the past, but when you see players just not trying and not even running. Yeah. It's just infuriating beyond words. Totally, totally right. Couldn't agree more. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've heard all sorts of weird things about your owners. Um, and uh, 
you know, I, I can see from what you were saying earlier that, I mean, if you lose 5-0 to Burnley, I, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know it's different because, I mean, we, we've got such a reputation for kicking managers out on a whim. Um, it's it's hard to move away from that for me. But do you have any sympathy for Higginbottom? Yeah, I think I've got a lot of sympathy. I think there's a few Wilder, uh, Wilder, Wilder fanboys. Um, I thought I was one, I you know, but I've, I've been outshamed by some of the the um, over-the-top fanfare, I think, that he's had at times. You know, he's, he's a hero, but I think a few of them have been a bit, there's been a bit of disrespect towards Hekin, but I'm like, yeah, by the end, it was absolutely awful, but he was dealt, um, yeah. he, he, he wasn't, he wasn't blameless. He was far from blameless. He was part of the reason, um, you know, players out of position. He'd lost the dressing room for one reason or another. Um, injuries, loads of injuries. And I think the history of that at a couple of other clubs as well. Um, he was far from blameless. Um, but he was dealt an absolutely horrendous hand. It was like, it was basically set up to fail. He was coming into it like no one could have done you know, any better with what we'd got. It was up to the players we'd got and it's like, you know, the players he wanted to keep or retain and, and we're, they're going and it's just like, what on earth are we doing? It's like, you can't, this this isn't all just on Hecky. And the fact as well, like, I think BBC has not, it got us promoted and it's sort um there's two things that are not sort of annoying me and people don't give him enough credit for that because we had a, we had a, a transfer embargo in January Um in the couple of months up to promotion, we've got the Prince trying to sell us. One again, I think once was it once was uh, almost a Henry Maurice, who I think's now in jail. Oh, I think. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. I think he tried to buy Newcastle at one point. Right. but um, And then this uh, other guy, Dozy, uh, um, I believe was Nigerian. Don't know what happened with that, but all I've heard is that he was a con man and it, that just... I don't know. I don't know how that ended, but it didn't happen. So he's got the prince. It's all like in turmoil above him. The prince trying to sell the club and failing, almost selling to two con men. We had a transfer embargo in January, so we couldn't really do anything. Um, and meanwhile, he got us promoted comfortably in second, and got us to an FA Cup semi-final, yeah. seeing off the likes of Spurs. Um, you know, in the in the round of sixteen. And given a decent, a fairly decent showing against the treble winners, um, and then people are just going, oh yeah, well he was he was lucky because he had Injai, he had good players. Now you all know this better than most people, but having a talented player means diddly squat. <laughs> yeah. You've got to actually manage them well. Yeah. You can have incredible players, but if they're not managed well and they don't have a good team around them that's also managed well, you don't get anything out with them. You know. I mean, this is probably a bit too close to the bone for you at the minute, but having good players doesn't just mean you're going to walk the league. Even in the Championship, you've got to manage them well. And also, Njai came through, didn't just come through the youth, but he'd been in like the, the younger squads. And it was a season before, Hecky, Wilder never played Njai. Hecky introduced him, made him cut his teeth at the season before, and then he flourished under Njai. So I think when fans say he got lucky because he had Njai, it's just... Um, it's just nonsense. You, you can have good players, even the championship, having good players. A lot of teams show this in the championship. You can have brilliant players and you'll miss out on the playoffs. You've got to really play as a team. So I was sorry to see Hecky go. He was a class act. He, he kept a calm and cool, collected head when many of others would have just blown a fuse, got shouting at the players, shouting at the owner. I think he got a little bit like that towards the end, but he had a Absolutely awful situation going on behind him. Got us promoted comfortably second with a cup semi-final. Um, 
and was dealt an awful hand in the Prem, but still stayed as long as he could. Um, a very classy, dignified manager. I wish him all the best for the future. Yeah, fair enough. And and what about the owners? Is is the club stable or is he still, still trying to sell it? Still looking for a, uh, a buyer as far as I know. Um, as far as I know, I mean, I can't remember the last time I heard him speak on this, but it's all gone quiet now. We've not really got any prospective buyers in at the minute um, like we had previously with Maurice or Dozy from Nigeria. Um, so at the minute, I don't, I don't know that there's someone in to buy it. But I mean, the fact he's tried to sell us twice, um, he's sure he must still be trying to, um, trying to get rid. We're also part of this weird United World thing where there's like beer shot. Um, I don't know if they're Belgian, some Indian team, a French team. We're all part of that. I don't know if he's trying to get rid of that as well, or if it's part of a package deal. It's all just a bit of a. I mean. To be fair, when you look across the city, you sort of go, thank God we haven't got them up in Chancery. It's sort of, I think Chancery, like the Prince knows Chancery one because without Chancery next year making you look sane, the Prince would probably get a lot more criticism. But because they've got an absolute megalomaniac over at S6, it sort of makes the Prince look better. But, you know, we're, we're relatively poor. Um, you know, he's a, you go like Saudi owned. We're not Newcastle by any stretch. He is, a, he is part of the, Saudi royal family, but I think for the a Premier League club we are poor. I think even in Championship we wouldn't be that rich. To be fair, uh, it's shown sort of in the transfer window. Yeah, people came in, but only after we flogged in giant Sander on the cheap, we got about thirty low thirty to thirty five mil for the two of them together. Scandal! Don't get me started on that. Um, but you know, then we got Haymoon and then we got Archer, in, which is essentially a loan. So, and he's not that rich, and also if you're trying to get rid of something, you're not really going to invest that much in it because yeah. you're going to be shooting off soon. Right. But I think a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, he's kept us in the blank, and we're financially stable." But like one of my mates on another podcast said, "We're now uh, in off of the last five seasons, three of them have been in the Premier League. We've not really got much to show for it in terms of yeah. players or developments in the training ground and." You know, we could have just sort of been in the top six of the championship for those five years and be in a similar position in terms of talent and finances that we are now. I mean, well, we needed to get into the Prem. That's another thing that we're thankful for Hecky for. If we'd not been in the Prem, I think we'd have been, from what I've heard, in a bleak financial situation. Well, but yeah, I was going to—I was going to ask you that. I mean, is, is there a? I mean, how do the fans feel about it? It sounds really uncertain and rather, uh, you know, unstable. Are you a bit worried? Uh, I mean, I think we seem to be like sort of, from what I know, we're quite financially stable, I think, in that sense. Um, but the fact that it's we've got an owner in that's tried to tell us twice to two con men, allegedly, um, I'm thinking, well, he's not, he's not had the best eye. All right, he didn't sell us to them, but we came very close. I think one of them got so far as putting a down payment in. So I, I don't trust him in finding a suitable buyer. Um, because he's come very close to two dodgy people before. Um, and the fact that it's, I think it's sort of, I think we've sort of hit our ceiling with the Prince. I don't think he could take us any further with, um, you know, with his financial resource. Even if he wanted to stay, he hasn't got the financial resources to move us up to become an established Premier League side. To be honest, we're going to go down this season. Um, so 
I think it's still, I think it's unstable in the sense of the fact that we've got an owner who I don't think wants to be here and has got little, very little money. And also, if you don't want to be here, no incentive to invest. Um, there are a few Prince fanboys that will be like, oh, he's brilliant, but you go, yeah, but, you know, like I said, we've not had that much to show for and I think we've hit a ceiling. So mm-hmm. we sort of need, and having something like the Prince, maybe back in like 2019, 2020, was enough in the Prem. But mm-hmm. the Prem money now, even even over the last three or four years, gone up again. And it, it's just not enough now yeah. to, to feasibly compete. Um yeah, look at Burnley. Burnley spent more than us. Yeah. They're, they're practically they're, they're in the same position. So, yeah, I think we're stable, like financially. But the fact that he's, we we sort of don't know if we're getting sold, when, to who, what they'll be like if if you do yeah, get sold. I mean, you know, since we last spoke yeah. to you, we've got a new owner, so we we know a little bit about yeah. that. Yes, I'll say yeah, and it's like know. we sort of even like the people that are like, oh, Prince out, you're going well. Then that said. Sounds like better the devil you know. Well, or be careful what you wish for. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, indeed. Yeah. No, I, I have huge sympathy with you on that point. Um, bottom line is, though, you know, you're, you're happy to have Chris Wilder back. Um, you know, I, I mean, I remember he uh, he caused quite a lot of uh, Premier League clubs a bit of a problem when, when you were last up, particularly with that system he, he used. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you beat us 3-0, didn't you, and drew 2 all uh, over the space of a couple of seasons. Uh, yeah, I think we had a. Yeah, I think it was that first season, was it? 3 0. I remember flipping. Actually, I got it here. Two, 2019, yeah. in August, you drew two all, last minute equaliser, as I recall, and uh, you you pumped us in the return. Oh, that was a, that was a COVID match, wasn't it? Because that was behind closed doors. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I think as well, that might have been David McGoldrick's first goal of the season, and we were absolutely gutted that we couldn't sell it because he'd been he'd been brilliant for us but the amount of chances he'd missed he's still been amazing just in his, his link-up play but he'd missed so many sitters one-on-one taking it around the keeper in the side netting and then he scored his first goal and it was behind closed doors so it was a bit heartbreaking like we can't be there to like go mental for him but right. yeah it was a it was um a 2020 a 2020 covid game yeah it was yeah behind closed doors Who'd have thought that, you know, uh, after getting pumped by Sheffield United, we'd go on to win the Champions League? Strange things. There you go. We inspired you. You must have done. Um, so anyway, yeah, you're happy to have him back. I mean, do you, do you think he can keep you up or is it? Is the, do you think that's really gone? And how, how would you feel about that? Because, you know, I, I wonder what it must be like if you're a supporter of a club that has that absolute joy and ecstasy of getting promoted, goes to the Prem, and then it's like it's like somebody letting the, the air out of your tyres. You go back down, and then you're like really happy again because you're winning games again. And then you go back and you get. Pu- I, I mean, I don't know how that would make me feel. It would drive me up the wall, I think. Well, it's sort of interesting because we swap places with Leeds, and I've got a mate that's a Leeds fan, goes like most games, and um, I've heard other Leeds fans say about it, and they're sort of like, "Oh, we want to get up," but then they also say, "Yeah, it's like you, you still want to get up, but then when you get there, it's like, oh god, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean?" Yeah. And then. You come back to the championship and then, you know, you're winning most games every week, so you're really enjoying it. So you sort of like, um, I don't know, it's, it's sort of like you're always like torn between going to be the richest man in the poor neighbourhood or the poorest man in the rich neighbourhood or something. Yeah. It's sort of like, it's really hard. It's sort of like there should be like a little middle league for about six teams, just like us, Leeds, Burnley, Norwich. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's sort of hard, but... Um, I mean, we came into this, I think I sort of alluded to earlier, we came into this with a weaker squad than we finished the championship with. So it's like, oh, God, 
I think if we'd have come into this um, season, I came into this season like sort of dejected, going, oh, we're going to get done for it, nervous. But if we'd have come in with, with like the squad we had last season, Njai, I'd been like, we're up against it, but we've got Njai. Like, just bring it on. Just give him the ball. See what he can do. Just bring it on. Just like a, a Jack Russell in a pit of lines. Just, yeah, with the smallest air, but let's just see what we can do. But I think going back to a while, the can keep us up. I think it's really interesting at the minute because we're only two games in and we have definitely seen uh, a response. He obviously, you mentioned his system. He's actually been playing. He's actually abandoned his famous five-three-two-three-five-two oh. thing. We're actually playing a bit more four-three back four. I think a bit more four-three-three, three, maybe slightly more fluid um, at times. Maybe it's a bit more four-four-two, a bit of a you know a bit of a diamond at times. But um, yeah, so it's um, we've had two, and even like I said, there's been a clear improvement in performance, improvement in effort. We went on to win a game and work the better team in that game as well. We didn't just scab it on the last minute. Um, should have scored a couple of more. So, did a really good showing against Liverpool. Kept Mo Salah quiet. Um, so, yeah, we have seen that thing. But then you're thinking, is it just new manager bounce? Um, the other caveat, they've both been home games and everyone's been, like, buoyed. Like, we were really, like, depressed yeah. after Burnley. And then, oh, Wilder's back and we're back at home under the lights. Liverpool, come on! So, he's had two really like buoyant home atmospheres behind him. So now we're going away. Um, so it's going to be interesting. You know, I'm thinking, is it new manager bounce? Is it just because we've had two home games, one of which was against um, a weakened Brentford side? I think there are quite a few injuries, maybe some suspensions. Obviously, they've got Tony out as um, as well. So I don't, I, part of me thinking, oh yeah, we can sort of like pick up some points and make a bit of a fist of it. But, you still start looking above that bottom three. I'm going, they're better than us. They're better than us. They're better. Than... I mean, Everton are there falsely. They should yeah, be yeah, yeah, like definitely. 10th, I think, or yeah, something. Yeah. So you've, even like you're looking at Wolves, um, Palace, Forest, straight away. And I'm thinking at Luton, they're making more of a fist of it than we are. Um, you know, they're really, really giving it a go. And, you know, sort of, if any, you know, they sort of remind us sort of as, not as good as we were, but similar. They're really giving it a go and trying to bloody as many nose as they can and fair play to them. But I, I, I really can't. It's too soon to tell, but I still think we're going to go down because even though we've had a two good improvement performance, I just look at the league and go, I just can't see it. And we've we've got so many injuries still. I know there's loads of team with injuries, um, but we're having to like bring in like under 21 players now. Um, there's like... I saw us play our under twenty uh, Wednesdays under twenty ones back in October, um, and there's a lad there that's thrown out Andre Brooks. He's now started the last two games. I think he probably might start um, on Saturday. I think the only thing I'm sort of hoping on is the fact that you coming into this after really for Chelsea a really um, rotten run of form. I'd say almost in a relative sense, I'd say relatively, I'd say your season's probably going worse than ours because. We were meant to be down here with no money and a weakened squad. Whereas, like, you know, all the, I still, you'd sort of be top seven upwards. So, all I'm hoping is you've got a very expectant, annoyed, um, already irritated Chelsea crowd at home. Yeah. And then we're going to turn up buoyed by our upturning yeah. form. And we've got Chrissy Wilder tapping the badge. So, all I'm hoping is that you've got sort of. If we can sort of frustrate you for maybe half an hour or so, 
you know, we'll be like really loud and buoyant in the corner and the Chelsea home fans will be getting a bit frustrated and Grumbling. maybe a few subdued boos at half time and yeah. maybe we yeah. can start to get something. That's it, all I'm hoping on. If I'm Chris Wilder, Ben, I'm saying exactly the same to your boys. And you're right. I mean, you know, we've we've got one win in our last five. Uh, we've kept one clean sheet in our last 12. And we've conceded two plus goals in uh, our, our two, you know, two goals or more in our last four games. Um, mind you, you've had no away wins this season, but I, I think that goes out the window because you've now got Chris Wilder in charge, and it's a different, it's a mm. different gravy, isn't it? Um, the, yeah. the, only, the only Premier League not to have won away this season. Now, when I'm reading stats like that as a Chelsea supporter, I'm saying, oh yes, Charity FC. You know, if there's a club that has got a record of, of absolute horribleness, we will be the club to allow them to get rid of it. So watch out for that one. Um, but you've not, went on, you've not won at the bridge since uh, 1994, which incidentally was quite a, a historic match for us, I think. It was our last, it was our, I think it was the last match of the shed end. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that the end where the away end is? Yeah, if if you if you go through your history books, it's that that big kind of yeah, yeah. yeah well, no, this is before all that. Oh. It, it used to be like a crumbling, big expanse of a terrace with a funny rickety kind of cattle shed arrangement on the top. But it was much beloved by us lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you haven't won there since 1994. Now here's the interesting thing, Ben. We've been a lot of us been saying, and actually statistically we can back this up. We've been so shit for the last two seasons. That actually, it's 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 kind of almost redolent of those years, those early years. That would have been under Hoddle, but you know, our form and the way we've been playing. I mean, like we had something like six wins at home last season, six wins at home. We we haven't done that, but in fact, that that's even worse than the early nineties when we even were getting, we've got two so yeah, far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, in the early nineties, we were getting like seven wins at home, ten wins at yeah. home. So it's kind of like we've gone back to the 90s, which I think is another bad omen for us. You can see how positive I'm confident I'm feeling about this, Ben. Are you, are you somewhat shocked by that? Well, yeah, I think it's. Um, I think that's sort of the thing I was expecting. Like, I think if I'm with the, all the lads, um, you know, just sort of like, um, like I said, I mean, obviously this season's been particularly bad, but it's been like the last couple, like um, I think ever since uh, Tuchel's left, from what I can remember, it's sort of just... Did he leave at the start of last, like, early on in the last season? And then it was Graham came in and yeah. he's just sort of, and then, you know, and then Poch is coming and it is not really. And then no. you just sort of spent hundreds of millions, but well, I think it's also a bit like disjointed. And yeah. like, it's, I don't know, I mean, is it is it like just a bunch of individuals yeah. not rather than a cohesive unit? Yeah, it's a bit like that. I mean, basically, there is an argument put forward that we were, we were beginning to play a bit shit. Um, at the, the, around December ish of Tuchel's reign, I think that's that's a bit false because we still went on went on to win went on to win the World Club Cup or the World Cup for football clubs. You know that weird thing, and I think it was yeah. out in um, I don't know where it was in the Middle East somewhere. But anyway, there was that. But we also got to two F. Uh, we got the FA Cup final and the League Cup final that year, and we lost by a gnat's cock to Liverpool in both games. I mean, it went to penalties. I think in both of them. As oh well. yeah. So you know. And we and we also finished finished third, I think. So you know that is not a bad season by any stretch, an unlucky season. No. But in the middle of all the that was when when Raymond got sanctioned, okay, and yeah. they started the sale of the club, and so the Yanks came in that summer. Uh, 
about you know ten games into the season, something like that, they sacked Tuchel, brought in Potter, who did all right for a while, and then it just went absolutely to shit, absolutely <laughs> to shit. And you're right. In the meantime, they've bought you know a billion quid's worth of players, but a they haven't bought a bloody striker who can find the net, and b they're all under twenty five. So we've got a hugely young, inexperienced team who don't really understand what it takes to win in the Premier League yet. Um, and there's no, yeah. there's, I mean, okay, we've got Silver, who's clearly massively experienced, Ryan Sterling, who's experienced, but there are not enough leaders or proper, you know, we lost, we lost to Everton last week because they're a gnarly, experienced, streetwise Premier League team, and we're like a bunch yeah. of kids, you know. Yeah, we were the better team, but they just knew how to win it. Well, that's it. I mean, a, a dash side, also at Goodison Park as well. That's um quite unified and buoyed at the yeah, minute so yeah. I think you know that there's so it was always going to be an uphill but and if you've got like a a bunch of kids that don't know what they're doing mm. it's just going to be like oh my god where am I oh 2-0 you know what I mean so, well it's confidence too when they go behind you know the heads drop a bit although I mean you know you go back to the City match where we drew 4 all they were absolutely superb I mean that's the best performance I've seen by a Chelsea side in two years easily and they looked they were brilliant and we thought where did that come from Oh yeah. my god, they can actually do it. And then of course you expect them to play like that the next match and they just weren't capable of doing it, which of course is something you do get with young players. They're inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's like we were saying like coming into it, it's going to be interesting because I think obviously there'll be a lot of um Chelsea fans by the Chelsea management team and that going, "Oh, what a perfect fixture to get, you know, at home against bottom of the league, haven't won away." Um, you know, Whereas I think on the other hand, we were probably thinking sort of as I said, going, mm, you know, we can sort of like be the pantomime villain yeah, here. You, and you fancy it, of... don't you? You fancy it, I think. Yeah, I think, I think like the thing is that worries me though is that as much as I can say that you know we can have as much passion and as fight, um, what I do worry is that I don't. We still struggle for goals, and yeah. we sort of struggle even in the games like where we've been getting actually been having attacks we sort of get up there and because we've not had attacks for that long we go what the hell do we do now so we even though we've been like having plenty of ball and running down the wings in terms of actually creating chances we've not created too many clear cut we actually had i say that but on saturday especially in the second half quite a few good chances didn't score them we only got the mcatees wonder goal in the second half we had a load of good chances admittedly a lot of them fell to a player that's barely played this season, so perhaps he's a little bit rusty. And he isn't a striker, he's just some sort of midfielder. I don't think he's necessarily even attacking midfielder. Just, um, but, you know, and he's barely played at all this season. And they fell to him and he wasn't scoring them. So we're struggling to create. And then what we have created, we were struggling, we were struggling to actually take them on Saturday. So I don't think Chelsea are going to have to have too much to defend against. Um, you know, we, we're not even a big set-piece team. Well, I was, was going to yeah, ask you we, that. Not, you know, not if anything, good? We, we're crap at them. To really? Be fair. Yeah, we're not great. Especially, um, I think we've been really bad at defending them as well and really bad at defending crosses this season. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, wa- I wouldn't worry about that against us, mate. <laughs> Seriously. And it's like, even though, you know, Chelsea, it's been sort of a dysfunctional bunch of underperforming talent, I can just see a Sterling just coming on, just dinking past a few goal. You know what I mean? It'd be 1-0. Even, even, we could put on a brilliant 
defensive display, not give you a sniff, but I just not sure if we're going to score. Um, and also, there's still players. Yeah, they've got. You'll probably still leave the game going, "What a load of rubbish that was." But you might have. You'll probably won one nil, or you know, what I mean, maybe two nil or something. I think sort of might be like the local home game. We'll do really quite well. Then there'll be a few things here and there, and the talent of a couple of players will just pop. It might just be one moment from one player, and the Chelsea fans are believing, going, "Well, that's barely an improvement." But we'll be going, oh, "Bloody hell, we were so close!" But I, I, we struggled. Like I said, we're not been getting that many um, chances. What we have had, we've not taken many of them. Um, so, and I, I still think there's just that um, that little bit of quality in Chelsea. Just that one moment. All it needs is a moment, and it might just uh, it might just undo us. Because also we're without we're without our best defender, Jack Robinson, who has probably been our player of the season so far. I think it's too many yellow cards. I think. Um, and we're without him, which is a big loss because he uh, he loves a tackle. I think he gets a couple of yellow cards, but I think sometimes unfairly. You're like, but he'll, he's, there's been a few times this season he'll put an absolutely massive tackle and put them in the stands. But it's been clean. He's got the ball. Um, there's not been a card given, so he's not sort of like an old. He's not too much of an old-fashioned, dirty Chris Morgan type. Um, he's putting a brilliant um, sliding tackle, but it be we on time. He'll get the ball. Um, so we're without him, and he's been our best—not only our best defender, probably our best player. So that is a big, big miss. Um, and yeah, we've got a couple of the people that will have to come in, but we're going to miss him. And I think if we had him, I'd be a lot more confident than I am now of getting a point, maybe more. But yeah, do you think? Um, do you think that that, uh, that Wilder might? Uh, park the bus and, and I, I don't mean that in a derogatory fashion but no. we've had a lot of trouble um, trying to break teams down who defend with a low block I think to an extent um, but not not ridiculously because I think it's something he sort of alluded to when he, when he first came in it's like you know we can't just sit back with our chin out waiting to get knocked out we've got to tr- we've got to have a go at teams um, we won't be doing an Ange Postecoglou let's put 10 men in front of the halfway line and pray because we just we just can't do that. I mean, it's, neither can Spurs, but there we are. But it's um, as we're showing against yourselves. So it'll be sort of a mix. There'll be probably some Chelsea fans going, "Oh, they're sat back defending." But to fair, if Chelsea on the ball, we've got to sort of sit back and be regimented. But I think when we get, we will be um, Chris Wilder will be. It will be sort of a blend of, yeah, we're going to have to defend and be regimented and resolute in defence. Um, we can't just throw caution to the wind, but he won't want to be really, really negative, low block, park the bus. Um, so it might get, obviously it might get misconstrued as that, but I think also we will have to, under Wilder, we will also at least try to attack. Whether we'll actually pull it off is yet to be seen, but it won't be just... Um, I can't. I, if we get the ball in defence, I don't think we'll be um, unless it's panic, real panic stations, just hit and hoof. I think we'll actually try and we will. Wilder will want them to actually build up, for, build up and create an attack because um, he'll just. That's what. That's what he said in his interviews. That's what we've tried to do when he's come in. So yeah, he won't just want us to just sit back for the sake of sitting back. No, fair enough. I mean, you know, I think it was match of the day last weekend pointed out that we've. Um, lost most of the matches we've played when we've had more possession 
and won, yeah. won most of the matches we've played where we've had less possession. Well, that, that that's that's good to hear for us. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm here to like cheer you up, Ben. You know <laughs> that's my service to you. Right? You know, I'm I'm not even sure if there's been a single game where we've had more possession exactly. than the other. Um, and even when we've won, I think I don't even know. So that sort of sounds sounds sort of in our favour then, because yeah, we don't really uh, have much of the ball. Um, I think you know, I think it's sort of hopefully we can rekindle the magic of the Chris Wilder side of the past where um, the, it was built on strong defence. Yeah. We didn't score many, but we'd, we'd win 1-0 or we'd get draws away from home. And we didn't score many, but we didn't concede many. And I think the the game on Saturday was a bit reminiscent of that. So we're not as good as we were then, but hopefully that sort of um, magic as well. But I think, I think Wilder's changed a bit as a person because he's not been very successful since he's left us. Mm. So I think it's sort of, Taking a few edges off him, it sort of humbled him a little bit. And I think it's perhaps matured him a little bit. And I think, you know, he probably thought he was bulletproof at Sheffield United. Um, but And I think since then, you know, he went to Middlesbrough and it didn't work out. Watford didn't work out. Come back to us. And I think he's a bit more, he's a different sort of player. So obviously, a different sort of player. Different. I think he sort of matured him a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think, just going back to the player, I think it's just going to be one of them where we just might have to, not sit too deep, but sort of, like, you know, I'm just sort of seeing us sort of mainly camped in our half, watching Chelsea pass it around and then just trying to pick our moments to yeah. get latch onto the ball and create a room. We've got McBurney coming back for this game, which um, is good, even if only to defend corners. Um, but he's someone that who we can, if we do get it, he can hold it up really well. Um, so, and then maybe if we've got Archer as well, he's a bit more pace. So if he can hold it up and flick it on or play it through to Archer, Maybe that's something we can exploit. Um, McAtee's been brilliant as ever. Um, we've got a few defensive midfielders in um, Hamer, who's brilliant. Speak to any Coventry fan. Um, he'll pick it up and dribble forward. Vinny Sue, who tries to break up the ball a bit. So I think, yeah, I think we'll have to be. I'm not. We won't be. I don't think we'll be parking the bus in ridiculously. Well, like trying to try do a smash and grab. I mean, it's. Brent, yeah, Brentford it, it, did it to us really well. Forrest did it to us really well. Villa did it to us really well so far this season. And you're right. Yeah. It's not. It's not about like you know, defending with ten men behind the ball, backs to the wall. It's defending really sensibly. Uh, yeah. You know, denying denying the opposition any space, making sure they can't get around you or through you, and wait yeah. wait till they lose the ball, and then you hit them really quick. And that's exactly what those three teams did to us. So it's, think it's we'll, doable yeah. against us. And we don't score many goals either, really, Ben. I mean, I know we've had a few. I mean, we had the four against City, but we're, we don't have a bloody striker who can put the ball in the net. Well, hopefully, hopefully that'll play into our hand, but I can still see someone like Sterling or uh, I'm trying to see who else. What's his name, that young lad? Conor Gallagher or Palmer? Colton, uh, Cole Palmer, Palmer yeah, yeah. Someone like him. Yeah, just a um, bit of magic. You know what I mean? Just someone yeah. like that. We could get caught, especially if we've not got Robinson. Then we're gonna we've got a weaker back line, and we might have to be constant. We're gonna be concentrating a lot, and I think you know, obviously, um, we might just get a bit mentally tired, and then just something late on a slip here, a late tackle there, it's a penalty, it's a goal, and I feel like coming out oh. going, oh, we were so close to a point, or maybe a little bit even more, but yeah, it's um. Sounds like it's going to be like nil nil on Saturday then. Well, <laughs> it's like yeah, that okay. neither of us can score off the toffee. Exactly. I mean, I think I think actually, Ben, it is it, horribly difficult to predict this game because you've got the wilder factor. 
You've got yeah. you've got you don't know which Chelsea side's going to turn up. You know, <laughs> are they going to be useless in front of goal? I mean, if if we score early, I think it becomes a different game. Should settle them down, and then they might start to play. And you're right. I mean, you know, we've got some talented players. I mean, Cole Palmer's been brilliant. Sterling's yeah. a decent player. So you know, we've got players who can do it. And then suddenly it's a different day. And I mean, if if you can keep it to nil nil for a long time, the crowd will get on their back. They'll start losing confidence. You know, and it just takes a penalty or a set piece, boom, you know. Yeah. Makes it hard Probably to Probably a penalty in our case. I can't <clears throat> see us getting anything from a set piece. But. Yeah, well, I don't, know, I don't know who the referee is, actually. I, 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 they might have it listed uh, on my flash score thing. Uh, no. I saw it the day. Yeah, no, it's not on flash score, so I don't know. But you've always got that, there's, of course. There's someone on, there's a Chef United fan that always tweets uh, about the ref. Let me see if I can find it. But, um, why can't I find this person? Well, while you're trying to look for it, I'm, yeah. going to, I'm going to get you to stick a stick a number on it then. Give us a prediction. Oh, my heart says 1-0, my head says 2-1 Chelsea. Okay. I don't know where that one's coming from. but <laughs> Wow, you never know. It might be a nil-nil, as you said. Are you coming down on Saturday? Yes, I'm uh, making the trip down. It's my... Uh, Works Christmas, obviously works Christmas due tomorrow, it's over at Nuneaton, so I'm staying over, parking the car and then taking the train down to Houston. Yeah. Um, looking forward to it, absolutely loved it last time we came, obviously, and it was too old, but it felt like a win. Yeah. I'd say that's one of one of my greatest ever way days, greatest ever games I've been to, that I'll just live long in the memory just for those last late, late scenes. Um, but... Um, yeah, so I think I, th- I think Stamford. I love Stamford Bridge as well as a ground because it's like it's obviously it's big, but it's one of the last few proper grounds. Like I don't like I don't like the so- the, the domes. Like, I mean, Spurs is impressive, but like Man City, all these new new grounds are crap. So it's a proper yeah. box ground. It's a bit like Bramall Lane in a way, similar sort, or a little bit similar to you know, obviously bigger, but four four kind. different stands like a football ground should be. Yeah. A proper, a proper traditional um, ground. So, yeah, uh, brilliant view in the corner as well. I'm in the upper tier, so it was um, brilliant last time. So I'm hope, hoping for some more last minute heroics. Whether it's an equaliser, I'll take it. It's a point. As long as we beat, as long as we beat Derby's record, um, Andy Madley, according oh, to for my fuck's sake, we're doomed. Mind you, I could say that about all of them, to be honest, Ben. <laughs> so there yeah, you go. to be fair, we've. We've had some interesting decisions and interesting VAR decisions. Yeah. I mean, on on Saturday we had um, was it Saturday or even the Liverpool game? Studs up, I think it was um, studs up on Vinny Sue. Yeah. Good job, it was where his shin pad is. Else he'd be in hospital with yeah. a broken leg. Yeah. VAR reviewed it, nothing given. No, because we had we had the guy that messed up against City yeah. when City was straight through and then he blew up. Yeah, yeah, and it was the same guy. So I think VAR was trying to cover his back from death threats or something. So. They're just appalling, but that would be a whole a whole other show. Look, Ben, yeah. have a say. Oh, enjoy your party tomorrow night. Uh, I'm sure I'm <laughs> yes. sure you won't enjoy the hangover too much. So make make sure you get down with enough time to get to a pub so you can get a hairy dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, come and find us and have a drink with us. As long as you're incognito, if you're all shirted up, they won't let you in our pub. But uh, if you, no, I might, um, I might stay buttoned up. Yeah. Well, if if you uh... seriously, if you're around. I'll try and get in touch, and we'll we'll try and have a beer. It depends when when, when you've got to go back, but you know, because it might might well be afterwards. But I don't mind; it could be before. Yeah, um, 
drop us a message. I think I my train backs. I mean, I've got a bit of time after, yeah. but um, I'm going from Houston. So will it be like around the ground or yeah? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm like you. I'll be getting the train back as well, so I won't be hanging around too long. But my journey's not quite as half as bad as yours. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's about you know 45 minutes up to Houston. So anyway, we'll I'll get in touch and we'll see if we can grab a beer. It'd be lovely to actually yeah. meet you, wouldn't it? Rather than just talk That'd to you be on good. Zoom. That'd yeah. be good. Yeah. Might get you on the vlog if you fancy. Oh, you do a vlog, do you, from the ground? Yes, yeah, yes, I'll not? do the, uh, the match day vlog. Why not? Hopefully, it's just me falling over, going with one, two, and zero. But let's see. <laughs> right, mate, if, if you can find me, we'll do it. Okay, that's a promise. Yeah, yeah. Drop us. Let's uh, let's uh, yeah, that'd be good. Good. Hopefully, we can contact each other, meet up, get Lovely. a pint. Lovely. That'd be great. Now, um, I would wish you luck, but clearly, I can't. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, you know, I hope you give it a right go for the rest of the season and somehow manage to stay up. I think that'd be lovely for you if you could manage. Be miraculous, yeah. be miraculous. But here's hoping. As long as it's not at our expense on the way down, Ben. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Anyway, mate, great to see you. Lovely to see you. Hopefully, we'll get you back towards the end of the season for for when we go up there, and hopefully, yes. I'll bump into you on Saturday. Yeah, hopefully, see you there. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. The lovely Ben, uh, the travelling blade, who I very much hope I will try and find for a drink tomorrow. Um, he's, a, he's a brilliant... He's good, isn't he? He's, he's lovely. Good. No, he's a top, top lad. Um, I, I, I was tempted to ask him to do the Chip Butty song again, but I thought that would be taking the piss a bit because he, <laughs> he did it for us last time. But there you go. Hopefully I will catch up with him tomorrow. It'd be lovely to actually see one of our opposition view people for a pint at a game, actually. I quite like the idea of that. Uh, so there we go. Right, we're going to go for a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to be uh, doing our preview of the Chelsea versus Sheffield United game. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I'm, of course, Stamford Chidge, and uh, we're doing the Friday night preview show, and I've got the, uh, the fantastic Jonathan Kidd with me. Oh, great to be on the show, Chidge. Thank you. Lovely to see you, as always, and uh, particularly lovely to see Tony back on the fancast. It's been a while, mate. Honestly, we, we, we actually had, you know, it's really funny, actually, because JK and I did, did the show on Monday, on just mm. as us two, because, you know, we obviously don't have any friends anymore. No, no, because Mark couldn't do it because he had a, something going on. And and actually, it kind of made us realise we we really miss seeing you buggers, you know. And of yes. course, the way I do the schedule, it could be like weeks before I see you if you haven't been to a match yeah, or yeah, something. So yeah. it's lovely to see well, you, mate. I, I would have... I would have come off the bench on Monday, but for the fact, of course, I was um, flying back from uh, Vienna, uh, having been there last weekend, and then had a complete, complete nightmare at Heathrow because I left my suitcase yeah, on I the know. plane. I know, I saw the post, mate. What's, in, 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 the, in the hierarchy of senior moments in my life, that's probably sitting there right at the fucking top now, I tell you. You know, the fact that I got back to Terminal 3... After a twenty-minute coach ride from the plane had parked at Terminal Five, don't go there, right? And then said to my wife, "I hope that's not the only case you've got in your hands." And she went, "Well, of course it is. Where's yours? Oh, well, you picked no, it up. You, 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 you said you were getting the cases." She said, oh, "I said I was getting the cases down from the locker." Oh, Tony, 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 Tony. But there yes. you go. I mean, it's what it was also one of those quirks of fate on Monday where you know, because I mean, I, I know, I know who's available and who isn't, and then I pick 
one of the people who are available. So I usually I know that oh yeah, like Dan's around, you know, but it just kind of just weirdly didn't work out. Anyway, uh, Chidge exceeded himself, Tony. Chidge Chidge was on fire on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I kind of made up made up the slack or whatever the expression he, he is. I I, pre- I offered to be a third person who would disagree with everything he said. But he, Brindley he, Ross. Yeah, he did. Very likely, yes, or even uh, or even a kind of um, Ron substitute, you know. And I, oh, yeah, so, I, I yeah, don't, yeah. Agree, don't agree with you, mate. But um, uh, no, we, he was happy to uh, just have the two of us, and he Indeed. was uh, was excellent. Thank you were excellent. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, uh, it's now your favourite time of the week, J.K., because it is time for ooh, ooh, yes, ooh, exactly, ooh, my ooh, team selection. Ooh, and when the, they're blue, oh, and they're I'm, always, I'm, yeah, of course I'm, they are, mate. I wouldn't I have them in any other. I know. I was disappointed when Dean and they had them all and they were all white. How could he? Going, how oh. could he not find the blue button? I don't know. It was like watching, looking at Leeds. I was so I know. depressed. Uh, or Tottenham. Anyway, it is definitely blue. It's my team selection for Chelsea versus Sheffield United. And I will start at the back. Petrovic obviously comes in because Sanchez is injured. Um, we've got a pickle because I don't think we have anybody suited to playing in the right full-back position. James is injured. Cucurella's injured. I know Gusto's taken part in training, but we know Poch. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be really surprised if he puts him in. I would like to see him come in, but I think I just Poch doesn't do that when somebody's been out injured. So therefore, I think that literally the only option we have is either to play three at the back, which he won't, because, of course, we don't have somebody who can play as a wing-back. Um so I think he's going to choose Colwell as the as the left back, Silver, Badiashiel, and Dizazi filling in as right back, which he's done before. Uh, in the midfield, it would be as you were uh, Fernandez, Caicedo, Gallagher, and then the three up front would be Palmer on the right. I'm going Sterling rather than Mudrick, which might seem a bit harsh because I thought Mudrick did all right last week, but I really don't see the point of putting Billy Wiz on when he's trying to like run past ten people who are inside the twenty yard line. So it's pointless playing him. I'd much rather play Sterling, who can kind of like, you know, chink past them or whatever, or get fouled by them more likely. Be knocked over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Sterling and Palmer, and I'm going to go Brozier again. Uh, I mean, you know, he didn't exactly cover himself in glory last week, but I did think he, he looked a little bit more uh, impressive in holding the ball up than Jackson, to be honest. And he's got a bit of beef about him, and I think you'll need it against a team like Sheffield United. So I submit that to you, my your honour. What say you? I have no disagreement with wow. it, young man. Ooh. Ooh. I, I think you have uh, you have made a very good case, indeed. I, and, uh, I, I do, though. I will accept. You have a disagreement, do you? I young have man? a disagreement with it. Yes, I do. Uh, okay. I, I I take on the good um, the honourable gentleman's. Uh, front line of Breuer, uh, Palmer, and Sterling. I agree with. I the, see your the... eight, and I shit on it. Absolutely, you do. <laughs> um, but I think at the in uh, on the in the back line, I think um, Badia Shield will be uh, sub uh, will be sacrificed for Dizazi in that position and Gusto. I do think he will play Gusto. Gusto gives us pace, uh, and uh, he's he's. He's got a good cross on him. I think he will go for that because I think pairing him up uh, with sort of Carl Will and, and the feeds through to um, the now standard midfield of, of um, Enzo, Casido, and Gallagher. Um, I, I've everything I've seen about Gusto, I've liked. I've liked everything I've seen about him, um, and I'm going to be controversial here um, because I think they should take Reese James away, operate on him, and just leave us with. 
Gusto as our first choice for the rest of the season and not bring James back in a, in any way to disrupt whatever might be happening. I've, I've publicly X'd it or tweeted it or whatever you do these days. Um, so I think that that would be my two two differences there. Dizazi, where bad is Sheil is, yeah. and Gusto. Well, I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't have a problem with that because I'd much rather have a right-back playing as a right-back than Dizazi as a makeshift right-back. Uh, and I think, you know, Gusto's palpably better than Dizazi as a right-back. I just wonder about how fit he is, really. But, of course, yeah. we don't know, do we? We don't know. I would uh, I would once again join issue with young Mr. Clover. And uh, uh, I, everything he said, I agree with. And, indeed, I would have Gusto playing uh, like a flash, like... Um, and an instant, but uh, as the uh, Mr. Chidge, Mr. Chidgey has said, I fear that he is uh, recovering from his injury, and he will not be played by the manager. So I think it'll be Distazi, Badia, Shield, Silver, and Cowell, because uh, yeah. there isn't anybody else. Indeed. I look, I look forward to one hour before kickoff tomorrow. Well, yes. I, I shall be. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know. What, I think we're getting up there about. I don't know, somewhere between half twelve and one o'clock tomorrow. So yeah. I should probably be in the in the cock for about one. So I will be in the cock for two, I believe. Yes. Uh, so uh, we will all be there together. And I, I bet Indeed. you we should put bets. Because if you're at the stall, the CFC UK stall, you know that the first person to reveal the team sheet is always Jason, you know, Chuckles. Yes, yeah. Chuckles, yes. Um, yeah. I, in the pub, I, it's quite often, I think, Nathan... Is quite often. Uh, it is, yes, yeah. because most of us are too busy nattering away about That's other right. things. Is, what is there a match on today, Nathan? We say, yeah, I didn't know Precisely. that. Uh, now, look, there's another thing that that might might be an interesting talking point regarding selection, um, and that will be if Nkunku comes on, um, and and what might happen. Uh, now, the interesting thing is, is that I went back to uh, the preseason games when. You know, obviously Nkunku got injured after the 22nd minute of the Dortmund game, which was the last preseason game, and um, they pl- he played. I mean, he didn't play in every game, or did he? I can't remember. But anyway, Poch was playing four-two-three-one, and in in those games, Nkunku either played a number ten behind Jackson, or he played as a left winger, or he played as a number nine. So I'm intrigued. As to, to you know, to know, and also just for, I mean, obviously, I don't think Caicedo was was there then, was he? So we didn't have the chance to see if the two would be Caicedo and Fernandez or not. Because I think you know, it's really interesting to see. I think a if he's going to change the system, and b who's the one that's going to miss out? Because if he plays four two three one, you know, you would assume one of <coughs> Caicedo, Fernandez, Gallagher will miss out. Um, I'm intrigued by it. I mean, what do you boys think? If he brings in Kunku on, the for me, um, and controversially, I think he would sacrifice Breuer. Um, even though Nkunku isn't an out-and-out centre-forward, I think that's what he'll do. Mm. I can't see him replacing anyone in midfield unless absolutely necessary through injury. Um, I think Cole Palmer is way too valuable if he's on the pitch. Um uh, but the the thing is, Chidge, you and me and probably JK as well and, and everybody else, well, we know nothing. We know nothing about Nkunku. We've only seen what we saw in pre-season. There'll be people saying, yeah, but he scored, he did all this in Leipzig or whatever last year. And you're going, yeah, but I don't care about it. I didn't see that. I wasn't watching that. Okay. And, and uh, you know as well as I do, I think that until you see a player in the flesh, on the pitch, 
um, do you get an idea of, of what they might add or possibly even subtract from the team? So I've no idea, yeah. but I think, you know, he's, he's, he's going to want somebody who is a proven goal scorer. I mean, I'd love Breuer to actually start kicking some arse, but, you know, um, it hasn't happened yet, has it? I think so... that the trouble with Breuer, who I like a lot, um, yes. the trouble with him is he is what he is. And what he is is a youngster trying to break through into the first team. And therefore, yeah. right now, he is never going to be your chosen number nine. No. And that's the problem. This is where they fucked up in the summer, by not getting one in. Yeah. Because sure yeah. as shit, Jackson ain't it. Yeah. And the proof will be in the pudding as to whether Nkunku can do that. I mean, what I was interested in when I look back at the preseason games was the fact that he played in those three positions. Because this is what we've been told <clears throat> all the time, is that he's one of these very modern players who can play anywhere across the front three, also play, you know, like number 10 winger, striker. He can do do all of those. So it'll be interesting. I mean, it'd be really, I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't know if he'll come on because we still don't know what's really going on. But, you know, it'd be nice to see him get a few minutes at the end when we're 4-0 up. But uh, whether we are or not is a moot point. Uh, <laughs> largely because, of course, as always happens with Chelsea, uh, a team uh, dismisses their manager and very shortly afterwards, we have, we're the lucky team on the receiving end of the manager, new manager, Bounce. And Sheffield Wednesday, when, Sheffield Wednesday, it's a Freudian say. Uh, Sheffield United um, have done just that. And, and the interesting thing is they brought Chris Wilder back. Um, and he's immediately had an effect because they beat Brentford 1-0 last weekend. Although, as, as Ben was saying, he, he felt it was a weakened Brentford side. Um, but, I mean, it worries me that because you know he's quite a canny manager I mean you know last time they were in the, the Premier League I mean I know we, we hoofed them 3-0 three, three and didn't we and I think there was a I, what am I talking about let me just check because I've actually got it here last time he was in charge of them playing us uh, we I think he might have still been there for the 2-0 at home which was the, that was in the FA Cup uh, we beat them 2-1 up there we beat them 4-1 at home the year before that but the year, the, the the same season, they cuffed us three 0 up there, yeah. And that was the COVID match under Frank, and we'd drawn yeah. two all with them the summer before. So you know he's a canny bugger. Uh, the one thing going against him, which actually the reverse psychology could also go go against us, is the fact that um, uh, Sheffield United have uh, the only team in the Premier League to not win away this season. And they've not won at Stamford Bridge as a, as, a, as a club since 1992. In fact, if all of their matches going back to 1907, they've only beaten us at the bridge th- uh, seven times, I think, out of yeah. a lot, you know, basically. So, I don't know. Are you worried about, um, Chris, the return of Wilder? You ask Camille to play. I don't mind. Who wants to go? Well, I'm, I, I'm worried because... Um, uh, they play in a low block and then you know boot the ball up the pitch and run after it. But Ben, ben didn't think they were going to do that. He felt with Wilder back, they 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 might come and try and have a go. Actually, uh, yeah, but they pressed an enormous amount under Wilder, didn't they? They that did. Big... But he also said they don't play with that kind of like total football centre backs anymore. You know that you know, that was kind of what their 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 hallmark was under Wilder, wasn't it? They had centre backs yeah. that would go storming up the pitch. He, yeah, he seems yeah. to think that won't happen. Well, well, we can only we can only but see, but I, I it, it you you can't tell what we're going to be like. This is what the last yeah. two performances have shown to me. The the uh, 
the the appalling performance against United that bizarrely we actually should have got something out of because we got the ball out the other end very quickly. And once again, you know, this is the problem with playing Mudrick is is, and I said this again, he he's the fastest man in the world and he just beats everybody all the time. He unfortunately has the you know the brain of this desk here, and as, as a consequence, um. um uh, or nobody's as quick as him to be up there in the penalty area with him. So he's got nobody to lay the ball off to. Or if he does lay the ball off, he kicks it out for a throw. There's, yeah. there's so much for him to somehow learn. But potentially, I just think he is he's got he has got great potential. But at the moment it it, it it's not working in that team. You you wonder what on earth he'd have done with Arsenal. Perhaps that speed would have been harnessed in some way by them because there would have been somebody in the area with him or he would have practiced for ages look up and try and hit the bloke on the head rather than just get your head down and cross to no one he, um, he looks like somebody who has to learn how to play football he does he does you'd have thought that he would have actually sussed this being in his early 20s or whatever he is so that you that he would have had a vague idea that that's what you do but you know I, I, did you see that in. did you see that goal he scored for ukraine in, yeah yeah I mean, fuck me. I mean, it was he, he ran yeah. like a bastard and then whopped it in from top 30 yards. Yeah. Top bins, yeah. mate. Yeah. So maybe he, he has got... It's in there somewhere. It's just we've got to try and get it out of him. But, um, in the, you know, in the meantime, I, I um, my fear for, for Sheffield is they have got the enthusiasm that Wilder gives them. They can't be as bad. I mean, what I've found interesting is the fact that every single one of the, the clubs below us has suddenly been finding form. Yeah. You know, Luton. Luton have found form. Luton look a much better side than when we beat them 3-0. Um, yeah. uh, and ever, they're only losing by the odd goal against top teams. Arsenal and Spurs had a really difficult time against them, as did City. So it's not it's that's not easy. They've they're doing better. Burnley are suddenly looking better as well. He's right. found he's got their mojo working a bit more. And uh, and they're all below us. You just think, well, you know, we can't afford to have these completely inconsistent periods it's just it doesn't you know because of the fear we who know we might turn up tomorrow and then discover suddenly that we if we score a goal goal early on that they 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 all the energy comes in or even if if um if sheffield score a girl at goal early i keep saying a girl a goal early on perhaps they'll uh, perhaps they'll somehow as they have done in recent recent yeah. games actually they've the, the goal has been something which has spurred them to try and play a bit better which is a positive side but it's a positive sign but i'm not um mm. i just don't you just don't know because all know, it needs is, is a terrible error and uh you just think well you know will their heads go down or will do they have the skill to to recreate this or they are, are the players good enough mm. you know i mean i worry about it well yeah, i mean i've got a thing about teams that are playing red and white vertical stripes. So uh, <laughs> I, I remember a Sunderland defeat at Stamford Bridge many years ago under Brentford. Carlo, 3-0 three, three Brentford. Southampton. Uh, but, yeah, can I say anything about Oak. a team Oak. last season who came to Stamford Bridge who couldn't buy a goal or a win and beat us 1-0 with a Ward Prowse free kick right in front of me, Chidge, and yeah. right by the side of you, uh, Southampton. Yeah, and, and it was just like a the, the, the complete trough of all performances and just sat there and thought how have we you know why how have we succumbed to this i mean how have we descended to this that's what yes at home and, and our home form has been dismal this season let's be fair oh, I mean, oh, oh let me sh let me share it with you tony because here's some the, i mean the form guide for us i think is quite bleak one win in our last five premier league games one clean sheet in our last 12 premier league home games 
and we've conceded at least twice or more in our last four games. Blimey. I mean, that, you know, whichever way you cut it, and, and tomorrow, a goalkeeper that, frankly, I've never heard of before. Yeah. Um, might be. What's his name? Be... Petrified? Yeah. I mean, didn't we buy him from a, a MLS? Yeah. Um, I, 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 so I'm not quite sure what the criteria is behind that. So it, it worries me. It worries me that, like you said, new manager bounce, red and white stripes, and um, a team that um, uh, it could, if they wanted to, park with the bus as well. Well, as I said, Ben Ben really honestly generally believes they won't try and do that. I mean, the other thing is they've got they've got, yeah. Mc, they've got McBurney back, which for them is a good thing. But yeah. he, he was saying that, that they really struggle to score and they're yeah. really shit at set. Because I said, oh, yeah, but, you know, all you're going to do, you know, you can just, like, try and block us out and then, Nick, you know, get us on a set piece. Yeah, we're rubbish at them and we concede a lot from them as well. Yeah. I said, well, that would be great for us, part of the fact we're shit at set pieces. So, yeah. I mean, we, we're kind of basically ending up saying that we're going to cancel each other out in a way. But, um, you know, I, I think the other thing, you know, I, I don't believe... I don't believe that they're going to come at us with all guns blazing. I really don't. Uh, and the other reason for that is that Chris Wilder is not an idiot. And he will know, like we all know, that Chelsea have lost most of their games when they've had more possession and won most of them when they've had less possession. <laughs> yeah, and he will yeah. know that. And he will yeah. know that we've struggled like buggery to break a side down that plays a low block. So I will be astonished if he does what Ben thinks they're going to do and come at us, JK. I mean, I, yeah. I would be astonished. Well, perhaps the answer is to give the ball away to them all the time yeah. and not have any possession. <laughs> yeah, in a way, it could well be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, hang about. We we hang about and we then uh, just kick the ball out of the pitch and run after it. Yeah. So they have to deal with our low block. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's intriguing. I mean, I think the one thing that we can say, because of the, the shape that we are in, I mean, so many of our matches now are, are genuinely unpredictable. Uh, we don't know which Chelsea side is going to turn up. So it's becoming very hard to do this. So this is, you know, Tony, you're going to go first. What do you reckon it's going to be? How's it going to go? Tomorrow. Mm. I'm, oh, I, you know, uh, you bastard, basically. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm bastard. going to go for, I'm going to go for a, a narrow 1-0 win to okay. us. Okay. JK? 2-2. 2-0 um, two, two, uh, two nil to them or 3-1 to us. You're hedging again. Again, yeah. Okay. yeah. I didn't know we were allowed to hedge. Okay. No, you're we you're not, but I, it's JK. I started it last week. Yeah. I couldn't bear it. After last, after we lost against... Um, uh, United. Against Man United, I think it was. Yeah, I just said uh, I had no clue what it was going to be against Everton. What have, you put in, what have you put in the Prem Predictions League? I haven't done it yet. Doing uh, it in a minute. What are you going to put in the Prem Predictions League? Oh, I don't know. 2-1, 2-2. 2-1, 2-2. Yeah. It, it'll be a whim on a whim. I'll do it when I look at it. I'll just right. go. Yeah. I might, I might put. I'm not really admitting. I think possibly even two nil to them. I really, I've no clue which team is going to turn up. Yeah, that's, nice. that's a fair point, J.K. I mean, I, I've gone for the record with the the rather ubiquitous Prem predictions two one score, which is basically, if those of you who don't know, I mean, by the way, we we, we we've <laughs> been playing all season this this brilliant game called Prem predictions where we have to predict the exact score of every Premier League match and. Uh, it's bloody hard, but a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, but actually, everybody knows that if you have no idea what the score is going to be, you either you know you, you think, well, I think they're going to win, so it'll be two one to them. And I've that's what I've done. I've gone two one us. Yeah. Uh, but I really have no clue because it is that hard to discern with this Chelsea side 
at the moment. Anyway, let's hope it works out. Now, Tony, um, the thing that I was alluding to earlier has now arrived. It's called JK. What is it called? Um, they played for both. That's ah, right. well, they played for both. Yes, yeah. we did this the last time I yeah. was on. We, we are awaiting uh, the sting from Jonathan on this, by the way. Uh-huh. Give it a bit of a, a demo, JK. They played for both. There we go. See, that's not bad. Right. This uh, this week, uh, by the way, uh, the, the, I get this. Well, I'm not going to tell you where I get it from because then you'd all look. But anyway, uh, 21 players have represented both, both. 21. That's less than last week. 21 players have represented yeah. both Chelsea and Sheffield United during their careers. And um, I worked out earlier on that you both will have heard of 17 out of those 21. Really? Oh, yes. And I'm prepared, because you're all so hopeless at this, I am prepared to give you little clues occasionally. Thank you. Did did Dave Besant play for them? No, amazingly enough, it's one of the clubs he did not play for. Jerry Payton play for them? Uh, No. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Mm. have a guess. Did, oh, I've got a vague. Did Shipperley go there after he played Palace? Yes. God, that's We're off the mark. Only yeah. 20 to go, JK. <laughs> Tony's oh. rapidly trekking out Google as, as fast as his fingers will carry him. Absolutely. But, uh, Did Mark Steen I mean, play for them after he'd, play, after he'd scored and put them down? Did he nope. Relegate? No, he didn't. Uh, uh, I'll give you a clue. A player... oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, okay. hang on, hang on. Did John Harley go there after he, he played for He did, JK. JK's Whoa. on fire. But that's it. I don't know any. All of right. Them, the the, mo- the one of the most famous goalkeepers we've ever had. Becky Fulk. Yes. Hey, the factor. Um. Okay. Uh. Oh, this is an easy one. The youngest ever Chelsea scorer. Chico Hamilton. Yes. Good Lord. Um. Okay. Right. This guy was more famous playing for us against them for something he did within the first minute of the match. You take his trousers down? No, JK. Always with okay. the sex with you, isn't it? Always. Yeah, always, always. But who was the player who took his trousers down? I don't when know. He was, when he was, uh, took his shorts down when he was a, when he was on the... Who was the Leicester player that we had? He, uh, didn't he go there? Um, oh, God. I, not Keith. Uh, I, Alan Birch. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Birchinal. Hey, right, yeah, Tony's off the mark. Fantastic. Um, um, okay, I'm going to go down down the list here. First minute. He scored in the first minute, you're saying. Or did something in the first minute. He did something player. in the first minute. What, for us? Yes. In, in a game? Yes. In, not, not playing against them? Yes, he was playing for us. Against them. against them, it was Stamford Bridge. It was also, I think, it was an FA Cup match. Did he score a goal? No. Did he get sent off? No. Did he get injured? No. What could he do of great import? Well, great you obviously player? don't know who it is, do you? So we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> right, this guy, this guy played up front of us, uh, played up front for us, and was uh, often uh, we used to put super in front of his name. And it wasn't his real name that we would sing. Oh. Super Dan Prochescu. No. It definitely wasn't him. He never no. played for. No, it wasn't, it wasn't Super Frankie Lampard. It wasn't Super name. Frankie Lampard. No, the clue the clue Jonathan was it was Super but not his real name. 
Oh. Super oh. sub. No, it wasn't super sub. Super. It wasn't even super duper, mate. Hey, I'm about to say super duper, but no, yeah, yeah, super duper. Tony's thinking. Super, super, super Gary Cahill. No, oh, but Gary Cahill did play for Sheffield United. Oh, did he? No, he, didn't. <laughs> he so did. <laughs> he did not. He did. He didn't. You've got one yeah. right by accident, JK. Moving along. You go to them after us, then. I think he was there before. He's a Sheffield oh. boy, I think, isn't he? Oh, yeah, I suppose he is. Yeah. Uh, right, this next chap uh, played for us. Um, he played up front for a couple of seasons. Uh, he has horse racing connections. Mick Shannon. No, because Mick Shannon <laughs> never played for us, JK. Never played for us, I know. Um... <laughs> okay, Dennis I... Stewart, he never played no, for us either. I'm going to let you dwell on that one. Um, God save us. This guy also played for Man United and appeared, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, he would have done. If, in fact, he played for Man United, wouldn't he? Because we had them the oh. other week. He was a defender. Scottish. 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 Gordon McQueen. No. He never, he never, he never played, played for us. us. He was Scottish, though. This other chap has got connections to only fools and horses. John Chalice. He never played for Chelsea. Oh, you are useless. Vinnie Jones. No. Oh yes, well done. Now who was that? That was that was the person who got he got booked within the first minute against Sheffield. Oh yeah, yeah, and he kicked them from the very beginning. And did he end up playing for them? I don't yeah, remember that. He did. Uh, are we still on the only fools and horses one or the horse racing one? And links only fools and horses. Yeah, it's easy. His nickname. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, Rodney. Yes, Rodney. yes, yes, yes. Oh, Rodders. Oh, oh. Rodders. Rodders. Yes. Oh, not, not Lee. What's yes, his name? Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's the other bit. Yes. Lee. What's my oh. name? David. Yes. David Lee. <laughs> fucking hell, I was going through Graham Lee and all the paper I fucking know. Oh, the Spurs Lee. are 1-0 up against Forrest. <laughs> Boom. Right, this guy played for us in the 70s and is currently coaching in the Premier League. Oh. Coaching in the Premier League, yeah, and he was in the seventies, yeah. Um, Eddie McCready's Blue and White Army. Oh blimey! I'll let you think about that one. Uh, this chap uh, played very briefly for us at the end of his career, uh, and he's probably fondly remembered because he was part of England's nineteen ninety World Cup semi final team. He was part of England's 1990. Yes. He was involved in West Germany's goal. I'll let you think on that one. This one had a song which involved him being going uh, playing down the wing for us or something like that. Uh, this next one, we know really well. He's been on the show. And um, then there's another one who's... Nickname uh, seems to have nothing to do with his first name. And the last one that you will know uh, only went there last year. We sold them, sold him to them. Good Lord. Good Lord indeed. Good clues, James. Very good clues. I know. They are very good clues. Wasted, on you, wasted on you, useless tossers. The only one I can think of that's, that's potentially coaching, but I, don't know, I didn't know it was in the Premier League. Um, is the guy 
and I can't remember his, his first name, but Steve Lewington, Ray Lewington. Close Fuck enough him. for me, Tony. You're done. First, you've done well, mate. First fucking names are doing my nutting tonight. All right. So, um, how are you doing on the others? The horse racing connection, uh, the defender that uh, was Scottish. Uh, the... Is the horse racing connection. Uh, were, were they nicknamed something like the jockey, or because they were a short ass or something? No, it's in his second name. Fuck, um, Mick Jockson. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the other clues I gave you? The World Cup uh, player from 1990. Yeah, the World Cup player uh, played a part in West Germany's yeah, goal. The guy, the guy who's actually been on the show. We had him on the show with us once. <clears throat> Mate of Marks. That's an even bigger clue. Oh. The other one who uh, played for us in the late 80s and who's was nicknamed. He had a nickname, which you, if you look at his first name, you think, well, how on earth did you end up being called that? And then the last one is somebody we sold to them last season. Oh. Alan Cork. No. Did he not play for them at some stage? No, he didn't. Otherwise, he would be on here. Yes, that's um, right. Who's the one? I'm going, this is the horse racing collection. I'm, I'm absolutely stuck on this jockey thing. Um, uh, yeah, that's the Think no. Think of the course. Steve Finiston. Was it Finiston? Finiston? Super Jock. Yeah. Ah, is that the horse racing collection? No, he was a... no, no. no. Oh. No, no, that's the Scottish one. That's um, no, that's super. The super jock. Oh, super jock. Um, is it right? I'm. I've got. I'm. Race course. Is it? It's a race course. Ling, there's nobody Lingfield. No, but you're you're getting warmer, J.K. Think there's of the course. Kempton. No. No. Think of the not the the actual course. What happens on it? You know. Think of the distance. Riding. The distance. Riding. The distance. Distance. Oh. Um, the distance. Um, furlong. Well furlong. done. Steve Furlong. No, it's no, Paul Furlong. Paul Furlong, yeah. And Tony got it. Tony got it. I'm going to stop now because it's, it's like pulling teeth. And uh, <laughs> basically, uh, I'm going to read you the whole list with what you got and what you didn't. And of course, Nathan, as you know, bless him, he sends in uh, background information because, as, as I said, there's 17 you will absolutely know, right? Which is kind of what we've just done. Right. Which means there are four or more, that you, you won't have a Scooby about. I mean, I'd never right. heard of them. Although Jonathan may have done, because some of them are players that played in the early 1900s. But anyway, <laughs> they are they are Alan Birchnell, which you got. Uh, right, yes. The wonderfully named Billy Braun. Oh, what a brilliant name. Isn't that right. just... Now, he, he played for us in 1907, uh, 11 appearances, and he got two in- international caps for England. Fatty Falk you got, uh, Super Jock you got, Paul Furlong, you got with a bit of arm twisting from me. Chico yeah. Hamilton, you got. John Harley, you got. Stuart Houston, who is Scottish and a defender. So if you'd have just said something like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. One at a time. Did he go there after we, Arsenal? Uh, I, yeah, no, I think he before, wasn't it? I can't remember. He played for United and Arsenal, didn't he? Yeah. Anyway, Stuart <laughs> Houston, Vinnie Jones, you got. David Lee, you got. Ray Lewington, you got. Martin Moran. Now, he played for us in 1905. Uh, Eric Oakton played for us in 1932. Uh, you're going to kick yourselves here. Paul Parker. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. Right, why would I kick myself over that? Because if you... if you, I mean, he was... the, the Germany's goal deflected off his arse. Did. 
over Shilton in the semi-final. Oh, that, yes, of course. I'd yes. forgotten. Because he, he paid, played for us and was so poor. Yeah, it was awful. played about three games and fucked off it, back to Fulham, dreadful. I think. Dreadful. Yeah. I remember I interviewed him once and said, uh, as diplomatically as I could, you were really shit for us, Paul. Uh, I mean, I didn't say that, but I said it quite diplomatically. He said, "Yeah, mate, I you know, didn't really enjoy it there at all." Actually, but I don't, I don't really kind of remember that I played for you at all. I said, yeah, "That that probably probably pretty you know sums it up pretty well, actually, Paul." Um, all right, the next one is Terry Phelan. Oh, Terry Phelan, who played for Wimbledon, yeah, and uh, on the wing and Everton, yeah, yeah. Nigel Spackman. Did Spackers oh, go there after? Uh, after Chelsea? Yeah. Well, he went to Liverpool after Chelsea. After Liverpool. I mean, after Liverpool, I think yeah. he went... He might have gone to... Because he played for Rangers as well. I can't remember. Oh, yes, of course uh, he did. Rangers yeah. did Sheffield United after that. But yeah, I'm astonished yeah. you didn't get Spackers. He's been on the show. Yes. And he's a I mate guess. of Mark's. That was yeah, the other clue. Some, I know, but some other connection to Sheffield United was never there. You know, if you'd said... it was, If this was Rangers players, I'd have gone, oh, yes. Yeah, but that right. makes it too easy. Uh, right. Uh, Graham Bobby Stewart... He didn't play there as well, did he? He did. He did. Uh, uh, Joseph Walton, who played for us in 1906. And you got Gary Cahill. And Ethan Ampadu. Oh, Ampadu, oh. yes, he definitely did, yeah. But I can't remember Cahill playing for them at all. That was just a fluke. I, mean, I, I think he played for them first, didn't he? We got him well, from Bolton, he? didn't then he went, we? Then he went to Bolton after that. Yeah. I think he started at Sheffield United. I could be wrong. They're sulking, people. They're sitting there going, oh, bloody hell. You did better than you normally do. That was right. Really tough. It is. It's really hard. But that's why... You gave us some some hints. I've I've started to have to give you clues because otherwise you're just beyond hopeless. So, And I quite like giving you clues because that that, that makes me part of the game a bit and makes me have to think too. It fills the radio silence. Well, there is that, that, JK. Not that I've ever given a fuck about that. But uh, in fact, actually, I actually premised it the other week, Tony. Tony, when I because I actually listened to, you know, the show that Dean did because yeah. uh, you know I don't normally bother listening to the show because you know I've been on it. What's the point? But I listened to that one and I thought it was excellent, as I said at the time. But I listened to the the they played for both and I thought, oh my god, <coughs> this is the shittiest radio I've ever heard because they don't <laughs> have a fucking clue and it's just like dead air while they sit there with you can almost yeah, hear going, the cogs uh, in yeah, their brains like, going. Yeah, I know. And, and and then I said to Jonathan, I said, that's exactly why we should carry on doing it. <laughs> and he just laughed his head off. He's dead right. <laughs> anyway, that's about all we've got time for this uh, week. We will be back on Monday for the main Chelsea Fancast show with me and JK and Marco Warrell. 7.30pm kickoff. And we'll be looking back at the match against Sheffield United and ahead to the Caribou Cup match against Newcastle, which is on the Tuesday night. So that'll be... Yeah. Uh, a, a giggle uh now um in off the post of course we have one this week if you want your email uh or however you like to communicate with us uh read out on the show then just keep sending them in and then when i've got enough i'll we'll do another in off the post show the email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com and it was uh it was great fun doing it this week had a real long as always the, yeah. e- the emails are always excellent yeah. aren't they aren't they we don't deserve these people listening uh, to this show uh, we're very lucky aren't we um they think many more interesting things than we ever do. Yeah, they know more about football than we'll ever know, I think. <laughs> you know, But there we go. Uh, so, yeah, keep that coming. Uh, and, of course, you can follow this show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chid, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, 
and Tony at Grocer Jack UK. Tony, great Lovely. to see you, mate. Really yes, had fun tonight. I feel tonight. like I'm back in. I feel like I'm. I feel like one of those players who's been out injured for a little while with fr- frustrating little niggle that just will not fix itself. And uh, and it's good to be back. I I am actually uh, suffering a bit from with a man cold, but it's uh, remarkably improved massively after my. Um, uh, you know, my morning in the sunshine of Winchester, um, mm. the cold, hazy sunshine of Winchester playing football this morning in, in the Cathedral City. Yeah, there we go. It's good air here, mate. That's for sure. Oh, mate. Beautiful place. Love it. It is. I'm very blessed to live here. Um, great to see you, mate. We'll see, we're seeing you again, hopefully, on the 2nd of January, aren't we? Yes, we you are. will be. Yeah. yeah. So I look forward to seeing you then. I hopefully see you in the pub tomorrow, of course. Indeed, yes, I will be. I'm leaving here about half eleven, I think. So, with any a fair wind, we should be there by one o'clock. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, excellent stuff. All right, uh, J.K. As always, great fun. Me old China. Um, well, well, do you think we might be able to entice you out to go to go and see Ben for a drink after the match tomorrow? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean. Well, I'm I'm with the girlfriend. I'm taking the okay. girlfriend. Maybe not then. I, I, yeah. No. 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 I, I we'll see if we can um, uh, divert because we'll all, we'll be going to get the tube. So we'll we'll divert to the cock if you're going to be there. Well, that's well. I mean, it's it's complicated slightly because it's also Ma- Martin's birthday tomorrow. Uh, wow. So um, I'm hoping. I mean, obviously, I want to see him for a few drinks. I'm presuming he's going to the cock, but wherever Martin is is where I will be, and then I will get Ben to meet us there. So Martin, don't go to. A, a really died on the wall Chelsea pub where he might not get in. I've told him he won't get in if he's if he can see his Sheffield United shirt. Yeah. Wise move. Yeah, he, get, he gets. I it. may send you a text, or you send me a text. Yeah, yeah. Gonna be, I will. We I will. I will. Because it'd be quite in, nice to, to to bring April along. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Well, look, lovely to see you as always. Well done as uh, as always as well. Uh, right, lovely stuff. Enjoyed it tonight. Thanks for listening. See you next Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it careful, and keep it Chelsea. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.